Hey guys, Manny Alvarez, your host, Coach Chris Hume, our co-host of the Student Section Report podcast. Guys, we are no longer SoCalStudentSections.com. We are now the StudentSectionReport.com. Coach, we are no longer just covering SoCal. We have expanded. Now, Manny, I know I'm so excited. We're covering Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, and Arizona, and looking to grow nationally. We have new handles, too, so follow us there on Twitter and Instagram. It's at S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S-E-C-T-R-E-P. So student sec rep for our student section report. You can Google search us, find us on Facebook under that name. I'm really excited, Manny. How about you? Super excited. In fact, we're going to stop talking now. We're going to start listening to the podcast right now. Hey, guys. How you doing? The Student Section Report podcast, episode 24. I'm Manny Alvarez, your host. Our co-host, Coach Chris Hume. Coach, how you doing? What's up, Manny? How are you, sir? I'm a little better today, guys. And uh, I'll discuss uh, the situation in a minute because um, we have our guest on right now. I might as well tell you, everyone who our guest is in the next segment. Uh, segment two, uh, you know, we discussed that Los Osos Grizzly Nation was our final student section for the 2019-2020 student section year on this podcast last week. Um, this week and next week, we're going to have a salute to the class of 2020. We're going to have a senior from each of the SoCal regions. Uh, we're going to have Andrew Lewis of Fairmont Preps Live Crowd, uh, Hector Santiago of the uh, Salation uh, Stampede, uh, and Bannon Clark of the Palm Desert Aztec Army. Um, in the next segment. But like I said, uh, right now, with uh, school, it's supposed to be over right now, but that, that was over a while ago with, with all COVID-19. Uh, we were starting our public address announcing summer series. Uh, we planned six episodes. We might have to go up to 10 because we don't know when this football season is going to start. Hopefully we stick with six and we start on schedule like we always wanted to. But um, we start the summer series and two guys I've looked up to uh, behind the mic when I started as an, as an announcer. Um, the, the first one was, you know, the, the guy in El Medina, people always said, you know, uh, you're, you're good, but not as good as the El Medina guy. And so for like a minute, I hated the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. The guys, uh, we've been friends for a while. The, the, and a mentor of mine, uh, the voice of the El Medina Vanguards, Bob Ruddy, Bob, thanks for being on. Hey, my pleasure. It's good to, good to have, be here. Absolutely. And, uh, guys, the next guy, uh, I approached him, I think, at the survey game, and, and uh, we, we connected pretty quick. And he's just like Bob, very approachable, and another mentor of mine. Uh, every time we cover survey game, I look forward to seeing him. The voice of the survey Friars, Tim Bruntledge. Tim, thanks for being on. Thank you very much, Manny. Of course. And uh, obviously, guys, before we begin, you know, um, if you've followed my personal Twitter account um, or you're friends with me on Facebook, I haven't really posted it on, uh, on Twitter yet, or Twitter, um, excuse me trying to find the other uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, for the last few weeks, you know, I, I announced that my, my father tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, some of our guests, and I know Villa Park and, and you know, Connor Morissette and Chris Fourier and a few other student sections sent their well wishes. And a lot of people kept sending us well wishes. And uh, <coughs> that being uh, 82, battling cancer, and add this to, to the table, unfortunately, it was just too much of a battle for him. And, uh, my dad passed away peacefully yesterday at the age of 82. Um, he's upstairs looking over us, hugging his, his mom and dad. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, very tough. And uh, 
I just want to thank everyone for the well wishes. Keep, please keep praying for our family. We're going to go through a very difficult week this week with, with, uh, with funeral plans, uh, which are not going to be as normal as usual. Uh, you know, we didn't get to see him in person in, his, in the hotel because uh, of, of uh, him testing positive the whole time. Um, saying goodbye to him on the webcam is, is not something I, I envisioned. Mm. But uh, anyway, you know, um, just, you know, uh, thank you to everyone for, for their well wishes, their love, and their prayers. And, and we, I ask and request to please continue doing that for, for our family and, and that my father is, is, is in peace upstairs. Uh, <laughs> And my, his mom and dad, which he talked about so much. Um, but anyway, uh, as my dad's favorite band, Queen, uh, used to sing the show must go on. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, um, and I mentioned that because Bob and Tim immediately uh, brought it up. And uh, I want to thank you guys for, for, for your well wishes. Um, of course. So anyway, back to the show. <laughs> um, guys, uh, first off, you know, I know you guys because obviously, you know, uh, Bob, you and I both announced in the same school district for – I mean, I've only announced for 15 years, you've been going on for over 20. Um, and then, you know, Tim, you, I mean, we talk about student sections, you're linked to basically the New York Yankees of student sections, the Survived Asylum, which used to be the Survived Pit back in the day. The but, nice uh, thing Bob, about so, they can't hear me announce. Yeah, if, if we, can, we can barely hear you because they're just so loud on the other side. Right. <laughs> um, Bob, you know, how did this whole thing start? I mean, they just didn't discover you behind a the mic. They probably just gambled like this guy might have a voice. Any, any phone rings. Anyway, uh, what happened is, you know, Anthony, my son, Anthony started uh, El Medina back in uh, 1996. And I week before he was playing freshman football in the very first uh, game, the athletic director or not, the girls athletic director at the time, who was the announcer, Mr. Gale, he suddenly retired and I used to announce, uh, or I announced at South Sunrise Little League, I'd announced Little League games when I was not managing a team. And, uh, and so someone knew that I announced, and then all of a sudden I get a call uh, just a few days before the game and just asking, hey, uh, Mr. Ruddy, uh, how your son's playing football, how would you like to get in all the games free and sit on the 50-yard line? I go, cool, I'd, I'd love that. And they go, but you have to announce. And I go, I can do that. And so I, uh, that, that's how I got my start. In fact, I... The, there was a Thursday night game and the Canyon announcer at the time, I can't remember who it was 24 years ago, but he, uh, I went and just got some ideas on how to do it. And then uh, next thing you know that uh, I was in the booth and uh, just, uh, just loving it. Uh, it's one of my passions in life. Now tell him how you got the second go round, Bobby. Cause the second go round, I'd stopped football for a while and for about, I think three years and, but I was still doing baseball and basketball. And then uh, we got a new app, the new head coach, Coach Drzanik, and uh, my good friend, Hall of Fame announcer Tim Brundage here, uh, said, you need to ask the voice to come back and do football. And, uh, and of course, I got a call from Coach Drzanik, and I immediately said, yes, I would love to come back. And now they're going to have to pry that microphone out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> next, next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, well, I forgot, there, Bob. I forgot that Jay Zanuck was, yeah, he was the survey line coach, I believe. And so how convenient that Tim had to get his. He got the job and I called him and I said, Ed, you got to call Bob Ruddy and get him back. He's, he's got to be your announcer for football. Mandatory. I mean, yeah. Perfect. Um, so Bob, I mean, and that means he probably missed out. There were some tough years that Al Medina had. I think, were you, were you behind the mic for those or? 
Oh yeah, I was. Uh, yes. Um, I remember Anthony, my, you know, Anthony, he graduated class of 2000 and, uh, 1999, his senior year, we went one and nine, the one game being against orange at the time, that was everybody's homecoming game. And, uh, <laughs> we went one and nine and of course, orange is, <laughs> they're really a great team now. And I've done a couple of their games in fact. Uh, but they, uh, we went one and nine and it was, um, it was, it was tough, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I, I always try and keep the crowd into it. I'm my, my signature call that I like to call my signature call is good enough for now, Medina first down and the whole crowd jumps in on the first down part of it. So that's, uh, that's, uh, when, when I did that the very first time, the very first game, I go, Hey, they like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Bob, I forgot. I filled in for you once. Um, I had yeah. just taken – I just retaken over the announcing gig at Canyon. I did it for like three years, and then college right. just got in the way, and I couldn't do it anymore. And then I think uh, someone saw me at a basketball game and said, why, why isn't he behind the, one, the games of football? So they brought me back. And before I even did a Canyon game, I did a, uh, uh, an El Medina game and then an the Orange game like the next day. But I, uh, I think uh, one, of your, uh, one of your sideline guys – said oh yeah his line is that's good for now Medina first down I'm like well I'm not Bob Ruddy I'm not gonna copy the guy <laughs> <laughs> I just said first down Al Medina and uh but yeah I remember like said yeah just go and use that I'm like that's his line <laughs> um <laughs> like my line I had you know the Canyon super band Randy Bradley rest in peace uh I told him he always did the infamous first down <laughs> and I told him like do you might we collaborate like I say that's good for Kenny Comanche and he just said first down and that was it <laughs> um but uh, Tim, before I get to your any infamous lines you had, you know, uh, how did your start, your uh, gig start at Survey? Well, before Survey, I went this, kind of down the same road Bob did. I was the announcer at my kids' little league game. Once they got a, a pair of speakers and a amplifier, I said, "Do you need someone to announce?" In fact, I said, "I'm going to be the announcer." Then my son was a freshman at Survey in I think '91. And I was at one of the practices and, and uh, Vince Lombardo was the announcer and he was not in the best of health. So I just casually strolled over and I said, hey, if you can't make a game or you get sick, I'd be happy to fill in for you. And he turned to me and looked at me and he said, you can have it. That was my audition. <laughs> so he, he, he didn't quite let it go immediately. It, we, let, we went together about two or three years and about halfway through the third year, he said, I'm done. You got the whole thing. So this year, football wise will be the 30th year that I've done survey basketball. I think 12. And like Bob, we do, we both do a lot of MC work at the charity events for our schools. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I only did like one of I, I did the ring ceremonies. I'm sure Tim's done a bunch of ring ceremonies um, at Survey. Um, I can only get one ring. I only got one basketball ring. I think I thought football and basketball give me a couple of rings, but I only got one. Yeah, thanks for showing that off, Bob. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold no, on. Tim's going to show me up. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, Tim, Tim, did they? I'm assuming they gave him the state ring from 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as Tim disappears, I, yeah, uh, coach, I, you have anything while we wait? I apologize. He's got a rack of them. As we were bringing the hardware out. There's By the way, guys, this is on video. I know we're audio here, but uh, they're showing off their rings right now. <laughs> State and CIF ring. And just a, the last one is just a, only a CIF ring. Not enough diamonds, yeah. 
Oh, and it's only I only wear mine when I announce. It's my announcer's ring. That's the only time that I wear it is my when I get an announcing gig or I'm emceeing or whatever. There you go, Manny. Nice. Nice. Very nice, Manny. Coach, you don't have one from Chino? Uh no, I got two other ones from water polo, but not for announcing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Manny, I'll tell you what. Every year at the beginning of the season, I tell the kids as they began practice, I said, look, I've got an empty finger here. I need a ring on it. <laughs> and it only took him 15 years to get it. <laughs> then I got two in a row, and now it's, we've gone into a dry spell, but we're coming back. Oh, yeah, especially this year. It seems like Troy Thomas has brought that program back to life again. Um, oh, yeah. Bob, we mentioned, uh, you know, when I mentioned the, 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 the tough year, Salmodina, I was talking about, I think, because right after that one in ninth season, Elmadina came back to life and, you know, they had, you know, Adam Lissancero and Michael Petrie, Dixon, yep. Brown. And then my senior year, they all left and Elmadina went back down in the skids for like a couple of years. Right. It was, it, it was, it was tough again, because I know with, uh, with Petrie and, and, and all them, Kevin Brown, I mean, we, we had a great team. We really did. And uh, coach Hitchens was a, was a coach at that time. Exactly. And those, those were fun games, really fun games to announce. And, uh, but then again, we slid back, unfortunately. And uh, but now I know with Coach Mitchell there, he's he's building that program up. And of course, 2017 we were CIF champs. And uh, but he he does a he's a great coach. I mean, it's just a wonderful wonderful job he's doing. Of course, he's an Elmo grad himself. And uh, the assistant head coach Joe Mitchell is a Elmo grad himself. You know, so but uh, yeah, but uh, and and one thing I just want to say when when it comes to announcing, okay. Um, one of my favorite announcers, okay, and PA announcers, because a lot of times people will go, oh, you're the Vince Scully of El Medina. And exactly. I go, no, I'm, not, I'm not the Vince Scully of El Medina. I, <laughs> I like to consider myself the John Ramsey. And John Ramsey, for those of you who don't know John Ramsey, he was a legendary PA announcer at Dodger Stadium for the Rams, for USC Trojans, and he was a PA announcer and just one of the best ones, uh, best ones ever. And, uh, and I would always listen as a kid when he announced Dodger games. I'd be watching the Dodger game. Now batting number thirty, Maury Wills, and I just, I just that's that's who I've always tried to emulate is John Ramsey. So nobody anyway. has matched him. What's that? Nobody has matched him. He did no, everything. Nobody at all. They, no, they can't. Yeah. You know, mine growing up was because I was, I mean, a different generation. But I do recognize Ramsey's game. My dad used to take us to Dodger games to uh, cheer on the Braves or the Giants. Um, but uh, we eventually, I mean, we. We're, you know, Orange County, we went to, to the Big A, and I used to just listen to David Courtney's voice. Oh, he was good. Yeah, amazing. He did the Kings games as well, and I think he did a couple of SC games as well. And I think that's what kind of, like, made me just in love with, like, being behind that microphone. Not the play-by-play stuff, although Vince Scully was, like, the goal. I want to be play-by-play, but I can take the, the silver medal with the, the PA stuff, too. But, yeah, mine was David Courtney. Coach, did you have anyone? Um, no, not really. Um, I think just from different media and different things that we, you know, had going on the last few years, I, I felt confident I could do it. But at Chino, they're like, hey, like, you're really outgoing and like, you like to talk. So, somebody to so I mean, there wasn't really, it's kind of like my intro into the whole like announcer game. So I, I it's not something I'm so familiar with that you know, like, I mean, you guys are legends. You know, you got like 20-something plus years in, in it. I mean, it's, I bow down. I bow down. 
we're, we're, we're legends in our own mind. They <laughs> were there only because nobody has replaced us. We just keep going from year to year like, like uh, an old, kind of an old shoe that they never get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, from my understanding, uh, you know, you ask around and, you know, hey, how do you get that gig? And then they're like, oh. It's funny. I don't know if you, you guys feel the same because you've been there for so long. Um, but I've been to so many different high schools in a short amount of time. Just um, the way I hear it, it's, you know, when you have the gig like you do, that nobody can touch you. Is it? I mean, do you feel like that? Do you feel like there's somebody else that would like your job or would like, you know, to like get in the booth with you? Or do you feel like, you know, where you're at, people don't want it? I, I think that a lot of people would want it, but I think a lot of they're out of respect. I think Bobby and feels the same way out of respect for two old men. They don't ask, <laughs> but we, we both worked under the same athletic director. He worked under Alan Clinton for many years and he's now the AD at Servite. And Alan is a phenomenal guy. And he, I've asked him, I said, Alan, if I, if I'm too old and too stodgy or I'm not, on target you can get rid of me and he he makes me feel like i'm one of the most important guys on campus and i know bobby he made you feel that same way oh yeah then that's that's what's so great about them always you know uh, giving us a ring i mean it was just fabulous that they would think enough of us to do that and be a part of their program yeah. and 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 i know like whenever we do the el medita football golf tournament which unfortunately was canceled this year we um we i always auction off the very first game to be an announcer to announce the second quarter of an El Medina game. And believe it or not, it goes for more than what it is for to be a coach on the sidelines. Okay. And they, they get to, they, the last one I sold was for $700 uh, to be, to announce the second quarter and they get to come and meet with us, go get the referee locker room and meet with the referees. They get a shirt and they get to announce the second quarter. And it's amazing after they get done doing the second quarter, they go, Boy, this is this is pretty intense. You got to really pay attention, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I agree two hundred percent. If if you're you got to know your stuff. I, I think there's a lot that goes into it. So I don't know why there's so much turnover at some schools, and then like you know, in your case, where you mean full trust and transparency, and you know the whole team mantra. I mean, I guess if you're doing your job amazing, you know, you get to keep the job. But man, I mean, I know some every single year there's schools that have a new announcer every single year it's right it's one and, thing. and even then even then normally those announcers are just like the senior player's dad just filling in for the year so they haven't found like that one guy that's going to stick around what one thing that bob and i have had a lot of conversations about is that we try to do it as professionally as possible i, I know all of you have been to games where you hear somebody they're doing play-by-play -play or they're, they're over the top a homer, and uh, we try to be as fair-minded with the other team as we are with our team. You, you give a little bit of lift to your own team. Yep. But, you know, Bob and I work very hard, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying we try to give every every parent the best show we can for their kids. We get pronunciations before the game. We, we go over uh, any changes with the coaches. We, you know, you try to make the kid that gets in there – that may be second or third string, make it the most important day in his life up to that point. And they deserve as much of that as any of the other ones. And Bob and I have always prided ourselves on that aspect of it, that 
you know, if we, we, we've got to be John Ramsey incarnate for these high school kids because they deserve it. And both, and both Tim and I, we both use spotters because I have my, my nephew graduated in 82 from El Medina. He's been a spotter for me for eight years and I have a stats guy. And, and I think it's really important. And then especially towards the end of the game, if there's like a ramp, a romp, you know, where the other team, you know, is, is losing, hopefully, and we're winning by a lot. We, and it's hard with a turf field compared to a grass field, we try and pick out numbers, even for the other team, of who enters the game. You know, now entering the game, and you say their name, and you hear a cheer on the other side because you said their kid's name. It's so important to them. And that's why Tim and I, we, we take a great deal of pride in, in getting pronunciations right. Um, we both work with scripts. Uh, you know, we like to get everything and make our announcements sound as professional as they can be. So it's just part of the, part of the fun of, do, of volunteering. I, both of us volunteer. We, we volunteer to do it. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 200% um, with the whole spotter and statistician if you're, if you're able to have one. So, I mean, that's hugely important. The one thing that uh, really got to me was, uh, you know, if you met with the coaches before the game or, you know, hours before the game or, or whatever the deal is, you got the updated, um, updated, you know, roster, stuff like that, is the visiting you know, they go, oh, we don't have one for you. Oh, God. <laughs> You're well, like, Bob, Bob, somehow you find them because I remember I filled in for you. I show up yeah. at the table and there's already paperwork for me. I'm like, oh, I yeah, already I, had paperwork. You know, actually, actually, I email before a, before a game, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, or whatever, I email the coach at the beginning of the week and I just introduce right. myself and I just say, coach, if you wouldn't mind, you or one of your assistants, because I don't trust Max Preps or whatever because it always changes. Could you send me a game day roster, please? And then, and I tell them at, before the game, I'll be down on the field before the game to get pronunciation, any number of changes. But and the coaches are very receptive to that. You know, they I, I haven't had one coach that has not blown me off or anything, which is great because I like having the roster. I like putting the roster the way I, you know, I cut it up, cut and paste the way I want to use it. You know, and make sure it's, uh, you know, sometimes you get a roster in alphabetical order, and that does no good. It's got to be in numerical order. But, you know, I just, I, you know, Tim and I both put, Timmy and I both put, you know, several hours into preparation for the game before we get to the stadium. Like you said, Manny, I always have rosters for the, the sports writers, uh, for, you know, any, anyone up there. I always like to have extra ones for them. Yeah, I wish everybody was like that, honestly, because um, it's, yeah, like I said, there's uh, – that's why we have you on the show because you you know you're 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 legends you know that's people need to be able to understand that there's so much that goes in behind the scenes. I mean they hear the voice you know over the PA at the games, but um you know not everybody can that wants to do it can do it you know right or will be willing to put the work in for no exactly agreed totally agree on that one you know and, um, and it's fun work and it's fun getting the crowd, uh, you know, especially the home crowd and everything, get involved. And one of the things I do every, every game, and it starts out with the very first game is I kind of inflate the attendance. And so at the I beginning, at the, beginning uh, no, of the fourth quarter, no, you never do Bob. I, I'm sure you're accurate. And Steve Pryor's actually put in, in the newspaper. I think you have too, Manny, in some of your reports, the, the attendance that Fred Kelly said, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance, 42,621 on behalf of the Elmedina Vanguards. We thank you for attending and, our fans just stand up and cheer. The you know, other fans are going, what is he smoking up there? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know me and uh, Steve, there were times where we, like, I used to cover for SoCal Sidelines and he was at the register. And you would announce that. Look at Steve, like, I don't think it's accurate. I'm like, no, it's not accurate. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing Bob taught me was, was in basketball, 
the officials are either from the Pac-10, the SEC. The yes. <laughs> and football. <laughs> so I, I go into the uh, officials' locker room before the basketball game and say, where are you guys from? And they'll probably say, we're, you know, Orange County, San Bernardino Division. I said, no. Are you from the Pac-12, the SEC, the Big West Conference, Big Sky Conference? Which one are you representing today? And they kind of – they give you that blank stare for about a minute. And I say, I'm going to introduce you, so you better give me something. And only one of them, one team has said, no, I want to be announced with, you know, with representing who we really are. I said, you apparently you haven't done a game in front of Bob Ruddy then. See, see they, don't, they don't get a choice with me. I, I, in fact, I did a Seagerston playoff game for my nephew, who's the athletic director. He had an assistant head coach at one time, Nick Canzone. And, and I announced, ladies and gentlemen, the officials from tonight's game, from the Pac-12 conference, and then I read them off. And then after the game, the, I guess they were in the locker room talking, saying, you know, the, the officials did a good job. And the one guy goes, yeah, they're from the Pac-12. My nephew <laughs> looks at him and goes, no, my uncle just makes that up. <laughs> that, you That's know. great. Yeah, I think that you got to get the you got to get the crowd involved. I mean, I yeah. mean it, it's huge. I, I know that you know accuracy and legitimacy of you know being professional, but that's the huge part of you know being the announcer is getting everyone involved. Because a lot of people that come to the games, the students and other parents, it's football or basketball. But let's say football season, not everybody knows the rules, right. so they just come and they see people running oh the ball's in the air you know what I mean they don't they don't understand third and one they don't understand you know uh going up through the gap uh, uh, so I don't know if you guys do it but uh during downtime obviously when it's not played do you guys um go over rules and not in a jokingly way but more like a like you know Bob Bob Euchre uh, used to do and he'd say you know like in the movies joking around well you know tonight uh, here are the rules to the game, and then he, it kind of explains it too. Uh, I used to love doing that, but I don't know if you guys have similar different things that you guys do to get the no. crowd. I'll tell you what, Chris. The the I think the most effective thing we do is when there's a lull in the game where your team may be down, and they need a lift, and the cheerleaders aren't helping, and and the crowd is quiet. If you announce any anything that is a positive. First down, Servite, or pass completed from Smith to Jones. First down, it gets the crowd back into the game if you continue to do it, it's, even if you're down by a lot. It with your voice it, inflection. With, with the tempo of the game, you can, get the, you can affect the crowd. You know, Tim, um, you said when you're, the crowd quiets down, I find that hard to believe at Servite since you have the asylum right there next to you. Well, you'd be surprised that the <laughs> asylum doesn't, but the rest of the crowd, they're about a quarter of no, the yeah. sidelines and the rest of the crowd. I, and I don't know if they, you know, if they take the, the game for granted, it gets like that when we win or, you know, when we're behind. But so I try to ramp up the volume, ramp up the excitement and get people back into the game. And it, and for the most part, it works. It really works in basketball because you've got such a close environment there and you, you know, you've got, the heat, the crowd, the place is full. Everyone's excited. And, you know, once you get the crowd excited, momentum helps the players. It, it's an amazing thing how it works, but it does work. Not and that plus, credit. And plus in basketball, because I know Tim and I both do this, we, we have our iPads there and we play music in between timeouts, mm -hmm. halftime. And, and it's, it's great to, to just play an upbeat song. Uh, and you see fans, even the referees sometimes are tapping their feet. You know, and, and they'll go to end of timeout and go, no, wait, this song's not over yet. Can you just wait a few more minutes? They start laughing, you know, just to keep everyone just I, we just like to keep everyone in a good mood and keep keep the fans from jumping on each other. 
tell them what brand of music we play. We play our brand of music. That's exactly <laughs> right. The, the players have their music and people are always like, you know, you're right. playing that. No, that is a player's music. You just wait till we get in. And, and yeah. we're, we're old guys. You know, I'm 67. You're what? Uh, 65. 65, you know, and we just play music, upbeat music for, for the crowd. Okay. And, yeah. And we have a lot of fun with it. And they love Halftime with always are my music. Like, and by my music, I mean like upbeat, YMCA-ish. Right. 70s yeah. rock and roll type stuff. Exactly. But the game was like, whatever gets the, the team going here, just take it. <laughs> wow. All the experience is crazy because all my experience, even uh, not even when I was in the booth, uh, but, you know, running an actual student section in the stands is crazy because there's always a fight for time. Every school that I've been at, there hasn't really been too much of a lull, uh, you know, either the PA speaker speaking or the band is getting their time or the cheerleaders are getting their time or the student section is getting their time, you know, and, and in gameplay, obviously, you know, you can't talk, CF rule, you can't talk, you know, while gameplay is happening. Um, do you guys, I mean, even at the big schools and the experiences you guys have, do you still find that there's a lot of lull where you need to fill in, you know, gap? I don't in, in basketball. There's not a lot of law. Just just when there's a timeout, and then you just play the music. Unless the cheerleaders, our band, the, the El Medina band's not always at the game, unfortunately. So that's why I fill it with music. If the band's there, I coordinate with the band director. You know, hey, do you, do you want me to do certain things, and and you play certain songs? I mean, I'll I'll, I'll stay silent. But uh, at, at El Medina, it usually it's just. The, the timeouts and halftime is a lull. And during football, there's, there's really not a lot of lull, uh, you know, cause halftime, you got halftime shows with the band out there and everything. And, uh, and then of course, my, one of the things, one of the first things I learned about being a PA, PA announcer is less is more, you know, I, I just don't like to yammer away just to be yammering, you know, just to be talking. And so uh, I've always trying to make something positive that, that it needs to be said. And we were, Script. So there are many times that I've got drops to put in there repeatedly and I've got to go through about six or seven pages of ads or drops in there that you try to fit in when you can. Yeah. This quarter brought to you by, you know, the good people over at blah, 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 blah. Right. You know. The goal is to get every ad in before the game ends. Yeah. That was, that was the big one for me. I don't know about you, Manny, but yeah, we had to hit our sponsors and that was, that was super huge. That was honestly, uh, I don't know what, if you guys have a favorite, but I love doing the sponsors because uh, I would boost them up and it would be like during a dead time. And uh, yeah, you, you know, be like, you could even do two sponsors that were right next to like, for example, that there's a diner right on, you know, Chino Boulevard. And then there was a repair place that was right next to it. And so I'll be like, hey, while you're getting your car repaired, why don't you head on over to so-and-so here? <laughs> you know, it's like almost like, cross-promoting both. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, have similar situations where you guys do that. I will say this. Um, when I was doing the JBA uh, league, you know, the LeVar Ball League, um, I, they gave me sponsors and they said, just figure it out, script, like come up with, with your own, you know, slogans and whatnot. And um, I think Wilson was the official basketball of the JBA league. And I couldn't think of anything. And I remember the CIF script, oh, play yeah. the best, play Spalding. I'm like, I don't think that's even theirs anymore. So I just said, play the, play the best, play Wilson. Someone's like, that's really creative. I'm like, no, that's, not my, <laughs> that's not my line, but yeah. <laughs> I made the fatal mistake one time of mentioning somebody's birthday. And for the rest of the game, the door, people were knocking on the door. Hey, it's my little brother's birthday tomorrow. Hey, it's my, my, oh. my anniversary. So I, I did that one time and that was, that was it. 
I learned early in my career that same thing. And, and or, you know, hey, can, can you have so-and-so ask somebody to the prom or to homecoming, right. whatever? And it just opens up a floodgate. So I said, no, we're, we're, Orange, Orange Unified doesn't allow us to do that. Yeah. So, but, uh, and then now just, just a quick story, a good friend of ours in basketball and, uh, he, his son played there and, and he's a good friend of ours, Mel McGahey. He looks identical to Artie Moreno and at one of the basketball games. And I said, ladies and gentlemen, special Vanguard welcome goes out to Artie Moreno sitting on the El Medina side. Artie, stand up and give us a wave and waves. Okay. And then the next day, this is Friday night. The next day there was in the paper, that Artie Moreno was at our game. <laughs> so, so fun stuff like that you know um we were talking about referees earlier i mean i've announced not just games at canyon but turn like i announced uh, the diablo inferno tournament at mission viejo or you know the cif finals at goldinas or you know the coach reynolds at villa park had the coaches versus cancer showcase and i announced the, uh, the sonora tournament uh for coach murphy and so I run into all these referees consistently. They, some of them go to the Palm Springs tournament and see me there, and they're asking me, like, what the hell are you doing over here, man? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, do you, like, I've, I mean, I only did this 15 years, and I already have, like, a list of my five favorite referees. And I'll go over them right now before I ask you the question. You know, Aaron Fields, uh, Ken Colley, Mo Orr, who we had on this podcast, like, a month or two ago, uh, Daryl Hennix, and Marcus Gustavuson. Do you guys have a list of referees like, dude, I'm getting that guy tonight? This is going to be a good night. He's pretty, pretty back and cool. I, I don't – I mean, there's referees that I really like, and, you know, when I see him, we see the game and everything. But by name, no, I, I have a list of names for that I just keep. So when I am there, I can remember who they are when I do see them. But nothing, nothing in particular. I mean, I, I get along with all of them. I have I, – I keep the same list, Bobby, but I have one favorite. Speed Castile is a phenomenal guy. He's been around since – and, uh, he's always, always on top of things, and he's retired now, but he was always fun to watch him ref a game. You know, um, there was a moment, I think, NFHS made a rule about no play-by-play, which obviously we all are in agreement with, but um, the words, I guess, weren't right, and one referee thought it was no announcing whatsoever. And, Bob, I think I called you venting about it. I was at the Diablo Inferno, and I had a referee say, you can't announce at all. I'm like, and my pride got in. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm announcing this game. And eventually I just dropped the mic, told the uh, tournament director, and the tournament director rushed to the referees. Like, I'm paying this guy for a whole day for this. I got to announce the game after that because the next referee is like, that's ludicrous. You can announce. Just do- he knew me. So have you – and, and Bobby, I think I called you like, yeah, that, that apparently there's a new rule. We can't announce it anymore, you know. And it was just uh, just the wording of, of the rule was just uh, confusing, yeah, I guess. I had – I remember I was doing a basketball game, and the, and the one referee is Bob, and I can't remember his last name, and I won't say it anyway. Uh, he, he came up and said, well, no, you can't announce who made that basket, you know, and, and, and you can't announce, uh, you know, who, who the foul was on. And, well, the, you know, yeah. and, and I just – I'm going, well, then why am I here? You know, yeah. that was just a one time. I've never had that happen to me before, you know, because I, I, I want to give back people. If a player makes a basket, I want to give them credit for making a basket. If there's a foul and I, and I have the scorekeeper sitting right next to me and I keep track of the fouls and who they're on. And, and with, with the scorekeepers, we're always in agreement on it. And because uh, I think it's important. Bob had that happen to him one game and he called me and we had a game 
the next day and he's, he said, ask the referee. So I asked the referee. He had apparently a new rule had come out, and, but my guy had no clue what they were talking about. But he interpreted it to mean you've got to have a PA guy there. That's why he's there. And I, I think what happens is you've got a lot of guys, especially in football, they're doing play by play. Yeah. And, and really over the top. And I think the rules are a result of a, kind of a knee jerk reaction to that. But it's that's there's no way CIF can control that other than to shut the guys off. And it, that's really up to the school to get a little bit more professional announcer. Yeah, I think that's also too like uh the like you said you get the talented people in, you know, behind the mic and that's when they can really do the the wonderful things in building up, you know, the home team uh in a non-biased way if you know what I mean. Uh like you said earlier, you know, where you give props to the other team, but you have little ways that you can, you know, definitely be the home announcer and it doesn't violate anything, but uh yeah, to be able not to say anything completely ludicrous. Right. You know, Joe, Joe from modern day, Joe uh, De, uh, De La Rosa or La Rosa? Joe La Rosa, modern day, and I are also friends, and he said, I give 100% to modern day and 75% to the next team, which is fair. Because yeah. they're, they're expecting a little more enthusiasm for your own team, but they're not expecting, you know, Joe Smith basket, three-point shot. You know, you've got to you, – you, you can't embarrass the school – when you're the public address announcer, because you got to be fair. Essentially you're serving both sides and you represent the school, both schools and the CIF. And that's why they're so adamant about the rules and the, the uh, regulations they put forth. You know, early on in my announcing career, I say maybe four or five years into, because I became the basketball announcer my senior year. Cause they heard my voice. Uh, I don't know where they heard it. I already forgot, but, um, I uh, I was about 150 Canyon and then like 60% the other school and it was noticeable and people, I mean, people outside of Canyon would make a complaint, like very few. And then when YouTube was starting to become big, someone put a video of like Jojo Balstow breaking, you know, the school record for like 15 three pointers. And um, I heard my voice in the background. I'm like, Oh my God, is that my voice? That's awful. And I made the adjustment. And every now and then I go to a game, I'm like, I can't really complain. That was me, like, when I was, like, in college. And I made the adjustment until I go 175, yeah. Yeah. That's that, – it's only fair because the people drive a long way to see their kid play at an away game. Right. And that's why – not to circle back on this, but it's so important. We, I know Bob and I both call the visiting schools. And we'll call once or twice or three times to try to get a correct pronunciation because they're – very few people do it and they're a little surprised when someone does it. But I always tell them, and I know Bob probably does too, that uh, I want to make sure I, I announce the kids, your kids' names, right. I want to make sure that I announce it not only for the kids, but for their parents and family that are coming to the game. But one of the, one of the ultimate compliments is like, if you, if you are leaving a game, they know you're the PA announcer. I've had people from the visiting team come up and say, you know, I just wanted to tell you thank you because you pronounced my son's name right. You do it even better than our own announcer. Right. You know, and it means a lot. I've had the other coach saying, hey, dude, if you want to jump over, let me know. I'm not going to say which school because I actually have respect for this announcer. But, uh, um, yeah, there have been times I've had, like, parents, like, take a selfie with me. I'm like, guys, I'm just a high school announcer. Like, I'm not, like, a big name. <laughs> um, oh, yes, you are, Manny. You're legendary. <laughs> Manny, Manny, you're the spider killer for me. 
Oh, that's right. You know, there's a story here, guys. I So last year, you know, the Thursday game, the only day I can check out student sections is Friday I'm doing football for the register. And so I'm like, oh, Servite's playing Jay Sarah. The Asylum will be there. I'm going to stop by. Dan Obano was there covering the game, and I saw you, Tim. While I'm talking, I look over to my left, on my right, and there's this huge spider on the wall. And without telling Tim, I just took off my shoe. He probably thought I was just uh, under the influence of something. But, <laughs> um, I'm like, hold on. And I ended up like smashing the spider. I'm like, just save your life, Tim. <laughs> that's why I, he's, owe, I owe many my life to this day. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's why he's doing the podcast. It's a favor. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about pronunciations. There's been a couple where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to get this right. Like, you know, Samoan names. Um, oh. Like some kid at Santiago, you know, like Tima Tapu Tamalapalapalupa or something. I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to butcher this. I know it. Is there a name where you looked at? I'm like, uh, no, I'm not getting this one. There's, there, there was a, we played Fontana and I walked down to the field and tried to get pronunciations. And one guy told me to go to see that guy. And then he told me to go see the other guy. And he told me to go see the other guy. And uh, finally I could, I, they got me to the head coach and he said, you know, common decency would tell you to come to me first. And I said, coach, that's what I asked. And I asked him to get me someone that can pronounce the names right. So I had, absolutely no help from them and the, the, there was a quite a few um south pacific names on that roster and i just i know i butchered them but i've learned in playing the kids that survived a lot of them are from the south pacific and uh orange lutheran has a lot of kids from that area that you, you kind of get the feel with those names that every vowel gets pronounced so you just have to know where to put the emphasis and some of the first names are the same as the, as the last name on a couple of teams that we've done. So it's, it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, but it's, it's important enough that you got to try to get it right. Bob, I mean, I, I know you don't have uh, the South Pacific kids like uh, Tim does. He's flooded with them over at survey, but. We, we, we've, we've had a couple of like, and, and what's funny is when you go to an away game and you hear the announcer struggle on one of your players' names, <laughs> you know, Jack <laughs> Kalanuu, you know, <laughs> and, and, and we, we actually, we have a player right now, um, no one still knows how to pronounce his name. And he, he, he just goes, just call me X-Man. And cause it's, it's the coaches don't. And, and the player, he's, he's known as the X-Man. What I hated was that there was one player. I butchered her last name and they didn't say a word. She started her freshman year at the school and then senior day, her parents like, Oh, by the way, this is how you pronounce the name. I'm like, why are you telling me now? Like four years into it. Now you're telling me at the last game of the year. That's how you pronounce the name. So I butchered it for the entire four years, and he finally just told me last game. <laughs> yeah, because we, because I know Timmy and I, we both before before the season, we always like to get the, the most important names are, are our own team's name and yeah. uh, the tough ones. And so we always, you know, I always try and meet with the players and everything and, and get a correct pronunciation. And then, uh, and then of course the visiting team, we always want to do our best job on those too. I had a That's tough fun. time with Frosty Rucker when he was playing for uh, Tustin. Tustin. My my spotters kept switching the the uh, first letter, <laughs> yeah, trying to throw me off, and uh, I'll never forget Frosty Rucker. Well, it's not like he went on to do some good things afterwards, but <laughs> great things at USC and in the NFL. Yeah, um, I know Tim. Tim's announced a, a lot of players that are gone. I, I know I've been fortunate enough to announce Carson Palmer, Deshaun Foster, Sam Baker. You know, but Tim Tim can probably just that rattle off all kinds of people that went to the pros or the college. 
Bob, I think you and I can combine our the names that have gone pro for us and Tim still yes. beats us. And I was yes. going to mention that right now. You know, there's some big names that you announced when they're in high school, and then now they're doing some big things, or we're doing some big things. You know, oh, I can yeah. go off and go, Vinny Pistano, uh, Grant Green, Christian Cologne, David Bueller, uh, right? I mean, the Anderson brothers. Um, and then the players that played against Canyon, I went to the NBA, Austin Day, and then the CIF finals and the tournaments you see, you know, I had, I remember seeing Lonzo Ball uh, in high school and, you know, I remember working with them, but I mean, do you, is there some few names, like I'm sure Bob, if you see a Atlanta Braves game, you see Frederick Freeman hit a two run shot. You're thinking, Oh, and that kid was just a freshman at first base. Yeah. Fred, Freddie, he was, when Bubba was a senior, Freddie was a freshman and I used to look at him and go, God, he's got like these big size 15 feet. He hadn't even grown into his feet. You know, what what are, they, what are they seeing him just teasing him, you know? But he was a great kid, and, boy, what a, what a great player. I mean, my gosh, it's awesome. Tim, I mean, gosh, you got a list. Well, yeah, I've got we, – we, one day we counted the Heisman Trophy winners. Matt Leiner, Carson Palmer. I, you know, one escapes me, but I know we have at least two Heisman Trophy winners. Then we've got the Khalil brothers from Servite. Um. We've got uh, Matt or um, yeah, Matt Slater from Servite that's playing with the Patriots still. Matty, I coached him in Little League. Pro Bowl player. Great kid, but uh, a lot of names have come through. And, and like Bob, you look at some of these kids and you think, geez, this guy's never going to make it. We, we weren't real impressed the first year we did Leinert as a junior. You know, six years later, he's got the Heisman Trophy in his hands. That's why we're up in the booth. That's why we're in the booth and we're not the analysts. But a lot of a lot of great pro players have come through Orange County, and I've had the privilege of announcing you know a few of them. You know when we play the you know, teams like Modern Day and Bishop Amat and uh, Orange Lutheran, we've had some great kids come through there. And Bosco, what's that? And Bosco, and oh yeah, well I, yeah I don't. You're not going to get me to talk about Bosco. <laughs> when you when you mentioned Matthew Slater, I I I coached Matty uh, four years in Little League, and one year uh, Jackie coached AAA with me. Okay, and big Jackie Slater Hall of Fame, and he goes, Coach Reddy, I just got to tell you, I've never played a down of baseball in my life. A down of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but great, great motivational speaker. You know, still still oh, yeah. and everything. You know, um, embarrassing moment for Jackie. I. I mean, there's got to be some moments where you're thinking, oh, my God, I, did I just do that? And you're embarrassed. I mean, I, one in particular for me was, I think my first year announcing at Canyon for football, freshman year in college, packed house with Canyon Villa Park football. Phil Park ended up being the snot mm -hmm. out of us. But I announced trying to get the crowd going, and my voice screeched because I was still 19. And Just out of puberty. Yeah, I was a little late there. <laughs> no, um. And it's a sold-out crowd, and you see the people look at me like, what was that? Like, oh, crap. <laughs> was there a moment <laughs> you're thinking, I don't know, and like, people look at you, and I'm like, what was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you don't – occasionally when you think you've turned the microphone off and you make a comment to your father. <laughs> I've, I've had people come up to me and, and ask me why I said that, and I said I, I said it because I thought the mic was off. It, it's You, you kind of get cornered, and you're a little bit embarrassed about that, but – Everybody has made a mistake. Everybody has left the mic on too long. I've called games where I announced touchdown for Servite when it was for Villa Park or one of the other teams. You know, you're, you get kind of caught up in the moment. And um, 
you know, you're like any other human being, you make mistakes and you get excited and, and things come out that shouldn't have. But you know what? The good news is, is nobody remembers it 10 minutes after the game. Right. True. Yeah. You guys have it where the coaches sometimes are up in the booth with you, uh, you know, as whether it's offensive, defensive coordinator or are pretty much your booth. It's just reporters and announcers. I mean, the, Our, the, the old Orange Unified uh, press box was too small to have coaches. They went upstairs. <laughs> they were up on the roof, up on top of the roof. And, right. uh, and we just had – we'd have the reporters in, in, uh, in, in the booth with us because it was such a small booth. Now, the new booth is just incredible. I mean, it's going to be wonderful. They, they have their own – each side has their own, own section and closed door. And the press box itself, or the voice box, like I like to call it, uh, is awesome. Yeah, ready- I was the reason why I was going to ask you is because we were talking about bloopers, you know, Mike being on too long, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, where I'm at, the the coach loved to be up in the box. And so the box is open. It's really old school. So you're trying to call the game, and let's say it's a play that, you know, the home team totally blew. You know, you can't even turn that mic on to call the game because he's sitting there, you know, boop, 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 boop. Like right. certain language, it's – kind of funny because you understand you know man it's blown coverage or whatever the deal is but uh you're like oh man like you don't want any yeah you've got to you got to put your hand over the microphone until they shut up yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean times are like you yeah you hear the you hear the headset thrown on the ground and they say you know the four little words but <laughs> yeah that that happens occasionally when we were at Cerritos. You could we were right next to the opposing team's coaches coaches box, and we do something good or they do something good, and you know you, you hear it either way, and you you've got to put your hand over the microphone when you're trying to talk or at least block it out. Now, Manny, I don't I don't know if you got the tour of Fred Kelly Stadium, but uh, the those new light standards that are there, and it's it's the first Orange County football stadium that has a Bose sound system for stadiums in there. And so they'll actually be able to understand us and hear us. And, uh, and the lights, it's going to be like daylight playing under the lights. The stadium is probably one of the nicest in Orange County with the locker rooms right at the field. Now tiled locker rooms, restroom showers and everything. And just, uh, it's unbelievable. Wow. I remember, I remember dressing for varsity at Canyon and we had to go walk past the stadium into the El Medina locker room and a walk, make the long walk back onto the field. Right. And I mean, the lights, I remember, yeah, half of them are working and the speakers, yep. half of them are working. I think the right side of the stadium, you can hear squat. So and, I and a, a brand new jumbotron. Uh, that's just going to be yeah. incredible. Uh, at it's Medina, what's that at El Medina, Kelly, Fred Kelly stadium, the new Fred Kelly stadium. It's a $25 million redo. Uh, they had to tear it down. Wow, that's that's awesome because uh, just various different responsibilities I've had over the years, even before announcing. I mean, I've seen it where, you know, the opposing team just goes out to the parking lot. You know, there's nothing available for them. They sit back on the bus or they sit on the water coolers, you know, during halftime. I mean, to hear what they got going on at, you know, Fred Kelly Stadium sounds absolutely like a dream. Oh, it's it's in the finally because the field turf there was so bad. uh we played St. Margaret's in a CIF uh, playoff game and the coaches are come, come up and go, what's with this field? Their seams are all ripped and everything. And it was, it was embarrassing, but now a brand new track, every, everything, it was completely level and it's got an elevator up into the press box now or the higher level for uh, wheelchair access where they can be up there. And uh, it's, it's just a phenomenal stadium. It's, it's going to hold like 60,000 people. 
Wow. Is that what you say, Bob? Yeah. No. <laughs> We're going to fill it in, right? No, it, I think it's still going to hold 7,000. Which is enough for the LA Chargers if they want to move down there. Um, oh. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Uh, you know, I am upset. I did request at the voice box that we had a nacho machine station in there, but they never did that. Um, you know, we got a couple more questions. Obviously, we are the Student Section Report podcast. We talk about student sections, and both you guys have been blessed to have, you know, two great student sections. Bob, you have the Rowdy Rooters, which my, my niece ran a couple years ago. And uh, right. luckily, I mean, you'll get to announce my, my nephew this year. Um, Tim, obviously, we mentioned you guys – I mean, we talked to student sections, and they always mention the survey asylum is that student section that everybody follows. Um, right. I mean, how blessed are you to, like, as far as crowd control, you know, half of that you're good because the student section is going crazy from start to finish. Right. It, it gets a little dicey if it's a close game or a, a very important game and the kids rush the field or the, the court for basketball. It, it, we, we've had a – We've had a couple of them that were very exciting, and, and uh, I think the opposing team was a little nervous. But it, they're, they're very loud. I, I think I, I did an interview, I think, with you, Manny, and it, it was so hot, so sweaty. The pipes had survived. The moisture was dripping off the pipes onto the court, so they had to dry it off. People were screaming. I said, you couldn't fit a piece of paper in that door anymore. It was so crowded. <laughs> but it's exciting. It's the sound system at Servite is a little quiet, so once the asylum goes off, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm practicing, but you can't. Nobody can hear anything, which makes it very exciting. It, it, and it, it, the coach at Servite, John Morris, has said yeah. he feels the crowd's worth 12 points minimum. I'm sure he wants those 12 points when he plays. You know, uh, Absolutely. And, you know, the, the, the guys that have come through at Modern Day, and I only mention Modern Day because they've had such amazing success with uh, basketball, but Stanley, uh, what, what was his last name? Johnson? Stanley Johnson, yeah. Stanley Johnson used to just absolutely eat it up. They, they'd, be, they'd pick some kind of a, uh, of a chant to say to Stanley, and he'd go over there and smile, and he loved it. And he, he was interviewed by Steve Fryer one time, and he even said, I just love going to Servite because I feed off of that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, every time someone plays against Servite, especially in basketball, there's going to be a sign of – if they post an embarrassing photo on Facebook, they're going to find it. Oh. They do a very good job on forensics of digging into the player's history and past and who they're dating, who they broke up with, or what their mom or dad said to them last night. I remember Zach Jervis of Orange Lutheran posted this, like – because he had long hair. I guess he, like, did, like, a funny photo with, like, pigtails at the beach. And Sir Wright found it, and they had the sign of him with the pigtails <laughs> at the beach. And he didn't get upset. He just took a laugh about it. I think he took a selfie with the guys. <laughs> Bob, yeah. probably not as crazy. Uh, the sound probably not as crazy as the Rowdy Rooters, but, I mean, they get pretty pretty, uh, pretty loud. Yeah, you know, they do the, a good job. The, the thing about it, Manny, is the the, the, the asylum brings out the best in the other teams. Sonora came over one time and they were dressed in pink and green and they were every bit what the asylum was. And Esperanza did the same thing. I think the following game, it was a playoff game. And they, they bring out the best in the other team's cheering section. I think it's, it's a competition and, and you know, the asylum's got nothing on these guys when they do that. I, it's exciting to see because it, you know, it shows you that the kids are into the game and they're supporting their players and they're, you know, they're, everybody's having fun and it, it just, elevates the excitement of the entire game. 
you know, Bob, yeah, we're talking about the Rowdy Rooters. And, yeah, I mean, they're a great crowd. I mean, they're not the homework type like the Asylum or one that, that – No, but they do, they do a good job. For, what, for El Medina, they, they really do. They're just uh, – they're passionate about the, the game and being there and come out and, and they, they do a great job. It's, it's so much fun to be involved with them. No, and yeah, and I had the Canyon Tribe. I mean, when you play Villa Park, right. it's you know, crazy. Bring us water, you're going to be dead of, of heat exhaustion in there. But, uh, you know, uh, finally, you know, we got our, our seniors uh, coming up next. And once again, guys, thank you. Thanks for being on and thank you for, for kind of being a mentor for, for me. Uh, I went out behind the mic. Um, we always talk about food, and Bob, we talked about it before, uh, before Tim and, and Chris got on that, uh, you know, was like, can I have multiple answers? Like, trust me, Steve Fryer had 20 different food spots in Santa Ana. Um, we're not talking about the in and out behind the stadium, Bob, or we're not talking about the Raising Canes near Servite. Um, we're talking about the mom and pop shops that you go to maybe like after a game or before a game or just, you know, uh, around the area. Is there a go-to mom and pop shop that you guys go to, like restaurant-wise? We I, have we, – We like we, – we have – there's there's two of them, okay, but the one – the first one is in – in orange right here, actually it's right by our house in Newport and Chapman, Wise Guys Pizzeria. And uh, they do a really good job. They're supportive of the school. Mike, uh, Tim knows Mike, because Mike does announcing at Servite uh, also, or has done announcing there. But uh, Wise Guys is one of our one of our favorite places to go to and, and just after a game and, uh, and uh, you know, soothe the vocal cords uh, after, uh, after a game. Timmy, what about you? The, the coaching staff, uh, they're kind enough to invite me. They all go to Biggs up in Fullerton near Cal State. Okay. And the spotters, yes. my spotters who are also my friends, we go to El Camino Real, which is a Hispanic or Mexican restaurant up on Euclid, which is coincidentally where Kobe used to go. Great food. Oh, uh, that's right. They're very, very, very kind to us. And, the, and I know they were very complimentary of Kobe Bryant. He was very, you know, he was sincerely complimentary of them too. And, uh, but we go up there, great food, and, and you, you know, they just, they're behind you, and they support you, and it's a lot of fun. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Rowdy Rooters on, and they talked about their food spots. I've already forgot who, who they picked, but um, one of them they brought up, Chris brought up, when he goes to Orange, he loves going to Johnny Rebs, and then we had to give him the sad news about Johnny Rebs. That, you know, have yeah, to go Johnny, Johnny Rebs is no longer – I mean, the building's half gone already, but uh, yeah, that's messed up. That's messed up. They had the best sweet tea there and biscuits. Oh, honey was oh, to die for. I, I don't, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> you didn't. Anyway, guys, yeah, that's <laughs> mob style. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, thanks for being on, and again, thank you for for everything uh, from you know. I think at some point when we made that adjustment as the obnoxious announcer and wanted to be, you know, that, like Tim mentioned, you know, 100% for your school, 75% for the opposing school. Um, I really looked up at, at both of you guys and obviously, you know, Bill Fallon and, and, and Mark Clinton and, uh, and so, and Joe and Brian Smith over at Rancho Mirage. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. You guys deserve all the respect that you, you guys, I mean, amazing job. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Very, very nice of you. Hey, guys. Manny Alvarez from the Student Section Report. My co-host, Coach Chris Steele. Coach, uh, I know that sponsors are probably wondering why are we trying to be a sponsor when all they do is cover SoCal. But 
just like Billy Mays, there's more. We're covering five states, and our podcast will be all over the country. So this is an even bigger regional thing, and perhaps national for the sponsors. Quite, quite a big thing to take advantage of. Yeah, we're growing. So I know that there are several businesses, several organizations out there looking to expand their brand. So if you're looking for some exposure, sponsor Student Section Report because now we can get your message out there, your business, your organization out on the front lines for everyone to hear about. And it's not just locally here in SoCal anymore. Now, like you said, we're in the five states. So we're looking to expand. We can help you do the same thing. What do you think, Manny? Fantastic. The official student section buzz for the West Coast. And now you can possibly be the official sponsor for the West Coast. Great time to take advantage of, guys. Check us out, student section report, and be the official sponsor of the student section buzz. Andrew, where's your mic? I think they about did you. There. I know. I was thinking I should have gotten one of those big mics, man. Like I, I like. Didn't, I didn't know what to expect, so I had to kind of go all out on this one. So. Oh, thank man. I headset are you like Ryan Seacrest or what, man? Like The hair right now isn't showing that I'm Ryan Seacrest because my barber didn't do such a good job, so that's why I'm rocking the hat right now. <laughs> the barbers oh, are rusty, man. man. You, can't, you can't trust them. They've been out of work for too long now. They're no, hey, hey, I respect that, though. I, res I understand. It was my first haircut since quarantine. I was rocking a nice little poof, so it worked out for oh. better. So I'm going to rock the PD hat. Manny, it's, it's a good camouflage. Even, Manny, I don't think we even need an intro to this segment. Let's go. They already started it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, guys. Uh, we were gonna start, but welcome back to the Student Sexual Report podcast. Might as well just start uh, with a little trash talk here. But segment two, episode twenty-four. I'm Manny Alvarez, your host, Coach Chris Gilmore, co-host. Guys, we're doing a salute to the twenty-twenty year. Uh, we just had uh, two mentors of mine in the announcing uh, profession, and Bob Ruddy, the voice of the Olympic Vanguards, and and Tim Bruntledge of the Survive Friars. Um, we're gonna have some more guys coming up next week. Um, but uh, unfortunately, one of our uh, guests, Last Scratch, he uh, had a family emergency. So uh, just a shout out to the Mission Hills Grow crowd. Um, first off, you know, we had him on not too long ago. Uh, the, the leader of the Fairmont Prep Loud crowd, uh, we said the best small school student section in California. Now that we're covering, all, you know, five different states in the West Coast, um, we can probably say that. But from the Fairmont Prep Loud crowd, Andrew Lewis. Andrew, thanks for being on again. Hey, Manny, how are you? I'm glad to be here. You know, always, it's always a good opportunity to represent, and especially with 2020 being uh, my last senior year, I'm glad I'm able to just share this with everyone else and the rest of uh, Southern California and the West Coast. Wait, wait, you said your last senior year, so you had a first senior year as well? I was going to say, yeah. well, halfway, but I was going to say it's my last year, and then I said, you know, it's my senior year halfway through, you know? So I kind of oh, changed my red shirt. I had to get you a little bit there, man. <laughs> Guys, um, the next guy, he, we had him on, I think, episode two. And, uh, Coach, we talked about our greatest hits last week. And I just brought up food because I go down to the, to the desert every, every December. And from there on out, we just started talking about food because they brought up saying they had the best uh, Philly cheesesteak. Anyway, um, you know, one of our favorites from the Inland Empire from the Palm Desert Aztec Army, Bannon Clark. Bannon, thanks for being on again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I missed you guys a lot. I definitely missed you guys. Coach Hume, you already know I missed you, man, so it's all yeah. good. No, I see. I see I see you wearing your uh, Aztec pride. You know, you got the, the PDHS basketball. And it's I said, like, oh, I was pretty good shirt, but then I see Hector with his Salacian. And then uh, Andrew with, uh, yeah, he's got his Fairmont Prep shirt on. Everybody's repping today. Yes, sir. I, yeah, I think out of all the basketball stuff and any PD stuff I have, I basically have five on me, five shirts on me right now. So this looked the best. So I, I had to, I had to come through for the student section podcast. 
Well done. Well done. When we start going video style, man, those shirts are going to pay off real well. <laughs> uh, guys, and then coming in from the this, I hope I'm saying it right. I thought we kept butchering it. The Salation? Yeah, Salesian, yeah. Salesian. Hey, yeah, I was yeah. close. Salesian Stampede, uh, you know, finishing our second year with the student section stuff, we were expecting to miss a couple, and I feel like next year we're going to be accurate as far as SoCal. Um, right. But this is a student section I feel if we discovered them, they probably would have been top five in LA guaranteed. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously top 15 in, in SoCal. But uh, we had on their sister school, Sacred Heart Comic Crazies, uh, Hector Santiago. Hector, thanks for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor just to be here and uh, to be able to represent the school. Absolutely. Um, funny thing, you know, Chris, we, we talk about Los Osos Grizzly Nation. They're talking about their seniors. And we're thinking, oh, they're about to graduate. But they're talking about, we can't wait for next year. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And they have already turned the leaf over to being seniors now uh, for class of 2021. And uh, this was a salute to 2020. And uh, obviously, I knew, Mike, that it, there's, no re there's no way that's going to happen again. But unfortunately, yeah, Hector is a class of 2021. But uh, I figured, you know what, let's get, you know, the, the seniors maybe give them some, some tips on, as to what to do next year. Because um, uh, both these student, sec uh, leaders, uh, student section leaders did a phenomenal job, and that's why we have, we have them back on. Um, so uh, I'm sure we'll have someone else from Stampede on next year. Um, maybe Hector again. But anyway, guys. Um, yeah, you guys had a very challenging uh, end to your year uh, for the seniors, you know, your senior events, prom and, and graduation. I know you guys may, maybe had a drive through um, to have a graduation, but, you know, uh, grad night and all that stuff was gone. But, um, I mean, overall, I mean, you guys were big names and led your student section to, to some great success. I mean, I went to see uh, Fairmont Prep, you know, twice, one on the road and one at home. Palm Desert made that drive down there to check you guys out. Um, and, and again, phenomenal job. And, you know, again, I, I wish I would have sell a stampede, but I, I caught their name right after we finished the basketball student section season. Um, but guys, uh, as far as you two, Andrew and, and Ben, you know, talk about just ending, ending your, your high school life on a high note, uh, as far as student section. Um, well, I, I thought you were going to start. You're not good. <laughs> no, like, wait, um, I think that with 2020 ending on such a short note it, it really brought uh it brought kind of an end to the student section because what a lot of a lot of people don't know, understand what the palm does at Army, and i've obviously touched based on this on the podcast is that we weren't this powerhouse student section that really came alive until this year and we just wanted myself anthony alec carter jeremy we all wanted to make a change to it and it really paid off and i think now the benefit of having this time off is that now for these leaders coming in next year, they're just going to pick off where we left off. And I think the energy now, as far as Aztec army, and I've had conversations with Mize, uh, my assistant principal and uh, coach K just the energy for next year and the years leading following that are going to be insane. Nothing that we expected, nothing that they expected. And I know that the leaders coming up now are going to really keep the same traditions and they're going to even make a lot of new ones. They, they told me a lot of things. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for, what they're going to be bringing for next year. But I feel like what we did for football, obviously for basketball, was a little tough based on our record. But football-wise, we had an incredible year. And I think that it would have been tougher for spring because obviously our baseball team, now D1, uh, we, went, we already had the biggest game, I think, was us beating Modern Day in extra innings off a of JT Par single. But other than that, I feel like baseball would have been fun, especially against La Quinta, because for, for those that don't know, obviously the rivalry between Palm Desert and La Quinta is electric. It's one of the best in the desert. I would even consider it top five in the Inland Empire. 
But it's seriously, baseball is just like football. It's exactly like football. Can't say it's the same for basketball, but football and baseball would have been right on there. Nice. Uh, for me, the 2020 being, you know, obviously coming to an abrupt end. And it, it was really kind of a bummer. I, like you said, we missed out on a lot of big moments. But in terms of student sections, like I said, the bread and butter of our school is basketball. And we got to do basketball exactly as we wanted and put as much energy as we possibly could. So like uh, Ben was talking about, the silver lining in all of this is that we get our leadership next year who are juniors right now. Um, we're able to talk to them and give them this time off to prepare for coming out really tough in the fall. And, you know, I've been able to talk to, you know, Ivan Ortiz and the rest of the lab crowd, um, you know, over Zoom meetings and in person at some point. But also, we've been able to prepare for that next year. And like, we're, like we said, like that football season, that next coming basketball season, when our teams are getting better, our lab crowd is getting more momentum, and we're just getting more people involved. And that's what, we, that's what the silver lining is beside, behind this abrupt stop, is we're going to be able to come out stronger on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't agree with you anymore on that, Andrew. But I, I also, I do wonder what down the road with all of the commotion and everything that's happening right now, what is, is our stu student sections going to be possible? And that's the hardest part right there. But the thing is the fact that our school has just for us in general, that we have this much energy, regardless of what's happening right now and getting hyped to the student section, like we have just like, you do wonder if there's still going to be a student section, but I love the optimism and I love that our school is like preparing for it. We're preparing to have the student section. We know that there's going to be some, probably some protocols for them, for our future leaders to be going up against. But I mean, what people don't know about Palm Desert is we can go through anything. I swear you can, you can get, we, we got, we got student section leaders that are that crazy. We can run through brick walls. I'm serious about that. So I feel like it's just anything can happen at this point, but um, yeah, I feel like it's just really tough how, this year kind of ended, but I feel like how you guys were big with basketball, we were huge with football. I feel like we did the, the most that we wanted to do, and I, I, I think that that was the good part about it. And even to be recognized by a, the student section podcast, of course, and everything like that, it, it just helps it more. And now people are hyped and know that they can reach those expectations. Right. Uh, just to finish up, but yeah, like you said, you know, if you put, if you you know, backpedaling a year ago, right? Our live crowds didn't have this kind of recognition. Our student sections didn't have this recognition. We weren't able, we weren't even coming on these podcasts and we didn't have a social media. Like now with this time off, we've gotten ready to prepare. And, and like Bannon said, you know what? We can go through anything. We're going to go up till next year, come out stronger. And, and hopefully, you know, things, the situation will have calmed down to the point where we can have our student sections and we can make next year even better than the year we just had. I was going to say, uh, what do you guys want to do after, like, what for profession, Andrew and, and Bannon? Excuse me? After, like, high school and college, what's your what's your profession that you guys want to do? Oh, um, well, I'm going to be – I will be attending Arizona State University. Um, I will be um, – I'm going to be uh, majoring in broadcasting journalism. I'm going to be doing that. So something around – kind of the same lines that you guys do. Um, something a lot to do with that I feel like just giving back to the community doing what I can um, I'll, I'll be going to Arizona State for that and I've, I've mean I've done sports radio since I was the age of 11 so I understand kind of the business and I understand what I have to do and now I'm going to be in a the same classrooms as people that have that same experience and have that same passion that I have that's awesome you know like I, I've, I've been struggling to find out what I want to do but I'm going to be attending UCLA next year and uh, for four years after that, I want to figure out what I can use my voice for, you know, maybe thinking of like a career in politics, uh, being able to get out and, and join people together is something that not only do I love doing, but I feel like I have a talent at. 
and I want to get people together and, and, you know, press on ideas. I think maybe politics or some sort of like public service would be great at that. Uh, just finding like applications for, you know, the applications for student sections and like being a loud person and getting people together behind a united front um, would be something I would want to do up in the future. Well, I was going to give you a compliment, both of you, man. It's like, you're, you're just running the show right now. Both of you, <laughs> like, talent going back and forth. I mean, I, I'm almost like, is this like a sports center episode of like 2000? We can pull it off. We can easily pull it off. All three of us, all of us, we can make it happen. Now, you know you know what I mean? It's like 2020. Just imagine yourself 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you know, welcome sports center, June 15th, <laughs> 2034. We're with you you know what i mean like you guys are good thank you i appreciate that i, I you know, think it, it just works out like that you know hector uh they mentioned earlier you know that you know everything got cut off and they're trying to figure out how the student section thing is going to happen next year i mean as far as you guys you know now that you've discovered us now you got the opportunity of maybe just kind of having a battle with other student sections but uh aside from that i mean do you guys have something planned as far as like all right well we don't know when we're going to come back, but what are we, what are we going to do when we get the opportunity to come back with the Stampede? Um, well, um, you know, that's a great question. Uh, coming back, I feel like um, we're just going to give it all we've got. I mean, just for every single sport. I know the first sport probably would be uh, football. So we just go ahead and, uh, you know, get out there and bring the baby powder, which we're, you know, kind of famous for in the area. Um, you know, after every game, we have like baby powder all over the stands and even the field sometimes. But um yeah, we're just going to go ahead and uh, give it all we've got, just like basketball. I mean, you know, previous to this year, we hadn't gotten this far in basketball, and I feel like that's why we had such, you know, um, energy going uh, in it. I mean, last year, I remember we only went to, like, round two of the playoffs, and so now we actually took home the victory. And so it was just, you know, the energy was – it was it was like nothing you've ever experienced in your life before. It was just great. And um, I feel like our plan is just to recreate that for every sport that way – you know, if we, if we lose or we win, you know, it doesn't matter, but you know, we all see each other as brothers. And so just keeping each other um, on support, you get me? Perfect. I mean, I, and it's not like you guys were a small student section. It was just a student section. We didn't, we didn't discover. Um, I felt like Palm Desert was, was somewhat small and obviously Fairmont Prep, a small school. And then you guys just kind of blew up the door this year. So um, we're, right. we're expecting big things yeah. from the Stampede. Thank you. Um, you know, you guys were on earlier in the year. Um, was there anything afterwards that happened after that podcast? I mean, I know we're not, you know, we're not Ryan Seacrest or anything. We're just a small podcast at the moment. But, I mean, was there anything you guys took away from that or the students took away from it afterwards? Um, I feel like after the podcast, because we were one of the first episodes. I remember we were episode two. Yeah, it was, uh, the second one, yeah. So the our sec- first one was just like a pilot. We're trying to test everything. And then we what was it? That was in January. Was it in January? It was in around January because it was around basketball season. Because then you came, didn't you come after? You went to, you came to Palm Desert after that, correct? Like two, three weeks after, yeah. And two weeks, three, yeah, that crazy, oh, that crazy game. <laughs> the crazy game that was. But I feel like the number one thing, and this wasn't even anything to do with the podcast, I feel like right when we got voted week six for student section of the week, I feel that's when there was such a different energy. And it wasn't like, it was a crazy, like just, I think people bought into it. I think everyone bought into it. I feel like the first game what people don't understand is that we played Cathedral City and um, Cathedral City and Palm Desert don't really play each other too much. It's very, they are from the desert. 
it's not a, it's not a rivalry of any type. That's like one of those games where it's just like, and I think these other student section leaders like can understand that it's one of the games where you're not going to get a ton of students. You may not get a ton of students. It's one of those tougher games that you it's going to be a little tough to get people. But right when we showed up, we had that entire section. I've never seen it sold out other than the flag game by six o'clock. And that's when we knew that things were going to be different. And obviously we won. I don't even think they scored a point on us. It was like 40 to nothing. But I just think that through the course of time, people just really bought in and understood like, okay, like we were a good student section. And now I was even talking to some other people that obviously I was talking to the leaders yesterday. And I just feel like now this energy is just going to grow and it may not be the same people running the ship, like the captain, but I feel like it's going to be better. So that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, I was, I will say this. I know that um, Cathedral city black hole won week five and normally week five, most, a lot of teams have the week off because they started, you know, yeah. week zero. And that's like the week off before they get everyone healthy for league. Was that anyway, like a motivation for you guys? Like, all right, Cathedral city won. Cause normally week five is like the dark horse winner. I would say partially, I would say partially in, in that fact, because I feel like I've known Cat City, and I was like, okay, if the Black Hole can win this weekend, and I even think the bigger motivation was is when we played Shadow Hills, and we won it that next week, and we knew Shadow Hills, the dungeon itself was a, it was a good student section, I'm not going to trash talk any student section, I'm not going to say that, I'm very passionate as far as we are the best in the Valley, and that's been proven, I think that's been proven, but I think that game, we just went all out. We, we had baby powder. Like we literally that we've never done it. Our admin wasn't so big on it. And we, we had a, we had so much fun with it. We, we just went all out for that game, especially because we knew that you guys had our eye on us. And obviously that showed, obviously that showed getting 45% of the votes. So I think it was a little bit of a motivation because I think that if they can do it, we can do it. And I think that speaks for these other student section leaders. Like anyone can do it. Anyone can make it happen. You just got to put your mind to it. And I think that, the reason why we are on this podcast is because we are three motivated individuals that care for our school, care for our students, and it paid off. Our hard work pays off, and I feel like not a lot of people understand that, but really with the student section, it absolutely did as it's showing right now. Yeah, no. Now, Andrew, I think you were just on like less than a month ago, so uh, yeah, we no, were I know on, probably... yeah, we were on four weeks ago, uh, and you know, that was kind of like towards the end of things, and we were wrapping up. I mean, we were just about to be we were just about to graduate and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a really different result because, you know, like Bannon said, you guys got on right as the season. And, and probably if we would have been able to get on earlier, we probably would have seen that as well. But as soon as you got that on and a big deal was, is it seems it made it legitimate. You know, a lot of people from our, a lot of like from our school, like Ben was talking about, like a lot of people don't usually get out all the time, right? They don't want to come to all the games. Um, and they feel, you know, sometimes they're like, Oh, you know, I could join this group of, like, you know, rowdy guys, like just trying to have a good time or, or I could do something else, you know, with my friends and go somewhere else. But what that did, what getting on the student section report did was, was it created a sense of legitimacy. And that's something that, you know, our know, people have been lacking a little bit. It's now that we have this legitimacy, people can see, well, we're on Spotify, we're on competing with the best schools. You know, this is something that our school, Fairmont Prep, really it doesn't have a lot of experience with and we're so glad to be able to be on because all of a sudden you get all these people interested in our instagram interested in our program interested in coming out next year and that's when i say when we have fire ready for next year it's because of stuff small stuff like this and because we've laid the footsteps and we've have that legitimacy and support now so um next year you know i have a lot of people coming back a lot of seniors talking about if they have a time off to come back and check out a game and it's all about uh, getting our name out there and the student section report really has allowed us to get our name out there and has shown people that we're a great program and that they want to be a part of it. 
I mean, true facts to that, literally, the spirit, you guys have done so much for the student section and even talking mm -hmm. about how building that up, but it even became a point where right after we won that student section report, I, I know this for a fact, there were other schools in the Valley coming to our student section. They wanted to check it out. I, I, I describe it as a weird analogy. I describe it as if you're watching diners, drive-ins and dives and you see that one restaurant and obviously it's in your area, but you want to go visit it. And you just want to check it out, see if it's worth the hype. But every person that came in our student section saw that it was worth the hype. So like we were like that one restaurant and everyone wanted to go to it. Everyone wanted to go see us and everyone wanted to be a part of it. And they weren't disappointed. I feel like there weren't that many people that were disappointed. But right when we won that, when we won week six, and then even when the, the Inland Empire, the top 25 came out, and I think we were, we were number four. We were top five. I know we were top five. We were number four then that's when people were like, okay, another real deal. So I, I even give, I think the, the message that I'm going to give, because obviously uh, uh, we're both leaving, and I think you could probably agree with me on this one, Andrew, is that they got to they gotta, they gotta step it up. They got to pick it up, the pick up to where we, we left it off. I think, that's, I think that's how I would describe it. Yeah, especially for next year. Like uh, Bannon talked about like rankings and stuff, and I think that's exactly another thing that's really important. You know, last year we just came out of nowhere and we're, we, we moved up the ranks a little bit, and we're up in like number nine right now in Orange County. And I think that's really important because a lot of people see that. And, uh, you know, like Ben was talking about, then people got to step it up. They got to carry where they got to pick up where we left off. And, you know, being number nine uh, here in Orange County competing with, uh, you know, like Capo, Edison, all those big schools, we want to, we want to continue that legacy. So um, the student section report has allowed us to gain like that, le that legitimacy, but those rankings as well. So when we give it off to next people, everything, when we get off to next year and all the people that we have um, working with us and, and coming to our games, we want to make sure that they can continue the legacy and can keep the message uh, consistent. Yeah. I love, I love that comparison that you had the diners, drive-ins and dives. I just have, to I know how much you guys love the food and everything. I know how much you guys love the <laughs> restaurants. So I thought it would work out well. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, no, I think the analogy is good, even if we didn't do food, but you know, you, you get to, you get a little snippet of, you know, something special that that, you know, little restaurant or uh, little place is doing and, and people want to go see it. I think that's exactly what you guys are doing. Each of you have your own little special powers or something that, that makes you unique and people want to come by and see like, whoa, that's awesome. We could totally incorporate that. Uh, into what we're doing or maybe you know like oh I like the idea maybe we can tweak it a little bit that's that's yeah. perfect I think it's great that's what I think next year is going to really happen I feel like a lot of these student sections that end in the valley are really seeing what we're doing and they're probably I think they're either going to have somewhat of the same things like what we do for halftime as far as when all the when band and dance is done performing we obviously just blare music and just go crazy like it's like it's like Coachella like we just go crazy we just go crazy get everyone back hype it's fun it's fun I mean even our system principal crowd surfing like that was I think people are going to start seeing that now and they're probably going to do something like that and I think that's tight I, I don't have a problem with that like I think that's cool because it just shows that we did that and if you told me a year from now that I would be on a podcast talking about my student section I would laugh in your face because I wouldn't have believed this would even be possible so it just what what hard work pays off and what you can do really really works. Yeah, not only that, but I feel like in the last couple, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, since I was a sophomore becoming a junior, and since we first got involved with the student section and in, in, in creating like a loud crowd, is I've seen the culture grow here in Southern California. Like we have way more people yeah. coming together and wanting to be a part of this. And I don't want to like I don't want to say that you know like we were the first ones to do anything, but we definitely like our school I feel like has given a voice to like the small smaller schools and the smaller student sections and say that you know what if you get the right mentality right anything is possible so 
I've seen the culture grow, not just in my school, not just in Orange County, but in the entire West Coast. We have huge student sections coming out, competing with almost college levels, um, college level student sections. So I think that's really important. And, you know, it starts with the small steps, like you said, like a small, like this podcast, you know, the rankings, the articles, small things like that are going to make this even bigger. And like, you said, like Ben said, you know, in three years, four years, you know, we, we don't even know what we're going to see, but it's going to be huge. And I feel like we're going to be almost like the pioneers of that. So I'm really excited to see where it turns out. And I, even with just everyone that was a part of our student section, I think you can agree with me. I mean, like literally there's, there's small people that play such a big part. I mean, I, I literally, my other leaders, Alec, I mean, Alec Carter, Jeremy, Anthony, I mean, Jeremy and Anthony were literally the two loudest guys in that entire in the stadium, whatever. Like they were the loudest guys. They got people the most riled up. I give them that credit. And then you got Alec and Carter. And I mean, we were loud as well, but Alec and Carter really did a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And I mean, the amount, I think what other people don't even understand is the people that film it. I mean, my, my man, our film guy, Sebastian, really was huge. I think our Twitter and our Instagram, I mean, we went up from August. I know we went up at least on Instagram over 800 followers, over 800 followers on Instagram. Like, we don't even follow many people back, Our as well as our Twitter. Our Twitter really popped off. We got a lot of um, recognitions from people, especially for, like you guys. And I, I just feel that every I'm trying to figure this out I, I really just feel like the little the small things coach K really working with us and really understanding our goal and we had a two we literally had a two-hour meeting the the day before school I had to come to the school we had a two-hour meeting talking about everything but it is the small little things that matter and the small people that make the difference the people that come to those games it, it's a huge impact and more than what people expect you know um Hector I mean you I mean they were talking about how they, they made a big role this year on um, and you guys, I mean, again, we mentioned it, but um, will this will this kind of be a big boost? Like, all right, now they're talking about us, you know, because, I mean, it didn't sound like, uh, I don't know who runs your ASB uh, Instagram page. It didn't sound like they were salty at all. They were just saying, hey, don't, hey, you forgot about us. And then I told them, you know what? Like, now that we know you, we're going to be focusing on you guys. Uh, will this podcast be kind of a boost? Like, all right, they, they're talking about us. They're going to be following us now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just listening to, you know, Bannon and Andrew talk, you know, um, what, what they're saying is that this podcast kind of like boosted their fan base, you could say. So, I mean, I just I just really cannot wait for this next season. I mean, not just for like basketball, but football, soccer. I mean, I, I just I just can't wait until we get, you know, double or triple amount of people coming in and, and seeing, you know, what the you know, what the what the whole deal is about. I mean, just. You know, I, I, I really want to use this opportunity, you know, being on the podcast to just invite every person in, in East L.A., in Los Angeles. I mean, you know, like uh, the whole area, just just come through, come to our games, uh, just be part of the stampede. And uh, it's really fun. We have music, we have drinks, we have food. Uh, you know, we have the baby powder as always. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I can't I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. And um, I know we'll do great because, you know, that's the that's the motto of our uh, school brotherhood. I mean, you don't want you don't want your sister school, the Sacred Heart, coming crazy to go over you. So, uh, I mean, not really. Like they could come, you know. That's you know they're always welcome. <laughs> like that, like they're uh, you know they're always welcome. I mean, it's better to have you know makes or whatever. But uh, yeah, just uh, you know that's why I said everybody. You know, everybody could come. You know, brother school, sister schools. I'm just saying. You know, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get packed. 
that's the fun. That's the fun with it. When it gets packed and you see all those people, it, it gets fun. I'm telling you, I, I love that. So I respect that. But I want to ask you guys, the, uh, obviously you, uh, Andrew and Hector, I want to ask y'all real quickly. As far, because this is maybe different for me, but is your guys' student section, I, I mean, I'm familiar with Fairmont. I, I've known about Fairmont, obviously your student section as well. Is your guys' student section ran by ASB or is it, is it completely separate? Is your, is your guys' independent? That's what I was asking. Because mine is, so I didn't know if it was just comparing to the student sections I didn't know. Yeah, no, a lot of things like the slide crowd, the student section is completely independent from ASB. You know, ASB is kind of doing their own thing. Uh, yeah. They have like the school events or whatever, but the loud crowd, I want to like, I don't want to trash our ASB, but I feel like <laughs> is, is the, is like the more exciting, more school committed. Like these guys are the ones that have true spirit and they don't care if they got, you know, yeah. tests the next day, they don't care. If they got homework. They will be there to represent and they will bring the hype. Um, so that's what I think one thing that, I mean, I was the first one to, to get this organization started and I feel like when we did that I really wanted to make sure it was separate from ASB because ASB our schools kind of got the stigma of just being you know like the guys that only focus on the on the events and they don't really participate in the in the big school in this big school of yeah. big school events they don't participate they kind of just work behind the scenes so uh keeping that separate I wanted to make sure that we are an excited group of people and you know ASB's welcome there's tons of people in ASB that have come to the games and stuff here, yeah I just want to keep that leadership uh, separate because, you know, that loud crowd is, is important to me. And like I said, it, I, it has to be the most excited people and they, they come no matter what, you know, they're dedicated at all times and they really just want to make sure that they're representing the school with everything they have. Uh, right. Um, as for my school, uh, I, I'd say kind of ASB and uh, the student section, you know, they go hand in hand. Uh, you know, they're really together. I mean, ASB just really puts the word out there. You know, they put in a social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and they just like bring everybody together. And uh, what I love about my school's ASB too is like they give you the freedom to like be as as loud as you can, as noisy as you can. You know, it's like we don't have, um, I mean, you, I guess you could say we don't really have a limit, but um, you know, it's like how far, you know, the students would want to take it. But, you know, they, they get everything set up. They bring loudspeakers, you know, they help with the food and they just, they just make sure everything runs accordingly. And then as for the student section, we just have fun with it. I mean, we just, we just cheer, we we, uh, you know, get hyped. We sometimes dance. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of things that go into it. So I just say, um, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of, they go hand in hand with each other. So yeah. that's what I just love about my school. Cause it literally with us, I mean, yeah, we're completely like you're Fairmont. I mean, we're completely independent from ASB, but the funnier part is that we don't really have an advisor. We just have kind of a teacher that's like, okay, you can't, and you can't do this. Yeah. And that was our ASB. That was our ASB teacher, coach K shout out coach K seriously. Like he was a big part in, we had a new A. He was their new ASB teacher coming into this year, and his number one objective was increasing spirit. And I give a big credit to him for that, as well as obviously us. I think we did a huge job with that, and the students. And that was a big thing for us. And I mean, he literally bought a he bought us like these two big speakers that we have. We roll out, and we weren't even. There's never been a time where we were able to have music during halftime and go crazy, but we did that every game, home or away, and it was the most fun. That's the most memorable stuff that I would think. But, I mean, even I for our ASB and for our pockets, even for money-wise, like, we never had our stuff paid for. We actually did that. Like, all that stuff was really on our own. And I, I'm, if I told you the amount of times I would go on a Tuesday night to a Walmart to go get powder poppers, it would be insane. I, I feel like there's so many times that I would go to these places to go get these powder poppers. And I mean, we spent, I'm not going to say an exact amount, but we spent a lot of money 
on our student section. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, even making investments, it was all worth it. It was so worth it at the end of the day. Cause then you just, you see what people are posting and they remember that for the rest of their lives. And it's like the coolest thing in the world. It like makes you, it makes you happy, makes you proud. Yeah, no, you're definitely right about how the advisors have a, uh, a really big role. And I feel like, you know, Mr. Ortiz, he's our advisor. He not only is he really good with, you know, like he said, the admin stuff to telling you, okay, guys, this is over the line. Yeah. No, you can't go. You know, dang, you know dang right. There's been times. Yeah, I, I can maybe say there's probably been a time. There's been times with us too that we've probably yeah, We're sitting in those line. meetings and we say something and they're like, oh, you guys. Yeah, no, you cannot. Can't no, you can't do that. do that. We've had our, we've had, well, we haven't had anything crazy. I can't, I can't admit that we've had anything crazy. We have the flag game is obviously just interesting thing in itself yeah, no, there's, but there's like specific ideas you know there's some things oh, for like, sure. if, like you can't, can't it do would it, probably yeah. be awesome but you guys can't do it but basically what i was saying is not only is mr t's really good at you know that administration but he's the guy behind the camera and he has um he's like the yearbook advisor and him mm-hmm. and um the other loud crowd member enrique zanota he are him those two really get those camera shots and they're able to put together things they're big man those things are huge yeah it's so important it's huge. so important Shout because, Sebastian, man. you know people that Obviously, our gym only fits 600 people, but we want to reach everyone, right? So we want to, in order to reach everyone, we got to get it on video. We've got to make sure that everything we do is recorded and get in, and, and is, is put together in a way that everyone can see it and can relate to it. So that's why I shout out to Mr. Chief for doing that, because in order to really increase spirit and our recognition, we need that video. And, and uh, it's important to have those advisors there to help us out th- and help us through that. For sure. I, I agree with you a thousand percent on that. I, I think that the, the advisors play a huge part, not just the students and the leaders, but they play a huge part. I think that with not even just football for us, even volleyball, that was like the crazier part for us. Cause it's like our volleyball team went finals to state semifinals and just regular CIF and they won league. They, they, they have incredible talent, incredible players. And even our rivalry game or Kings of Cook Street, uh, man, you understand you went to the basketball game for that. But even for um, the volleyball game, I, we literally had an entire section from the front to the back standing the entire time. We hadn't had that big of a crowd literally in, I would honestly say not, not in my time when I was in high school, it was just a lot of people and it was a lot of fun. And it's just always an interesting, the rivalry games were huge for us. And I think volleyball played a big part and obviously their success. Cause it, when you have a successful team, people are willing to go. But then when you don't, it's a little tougher, but you can still make it happen. You can still make it happen. As no matter what, as obviously you guys will solution, you guys want CIF, correct? I'm assuming you guys want CIF. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like you're saying, I mean, the, the, the energy, I mean, it was always packed. And, uh, you know, I had never seen a stadium that packed before. I mean, we sold out like the day before the actual game. Yeah. And then we didn't really want to turn anyone down from outside because people were just still coming in. You know, they were trying to buy tickets. And so we just said, you know what, just just come in. And then we had people sitting on the floor. We had people literally standing up like next to the bleachers. <laughs> it was just crazy. People were literally like outside of the bathrooms, just like trying to take a peek. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was just insane. It was, you know, it was, it was super so, packed. Uh, you couldn't even walk. And, and it was just it was just amazing. You, you could just, that, you just yeah. feel it. Yeah. Coach, uh, you better get your question in now because it seems like uh, Ben and Andrew and Hector have taken over. <laughs> I'm good. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> they get a question, Coach? No, man. I, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to you guys. <laughs> hey. oh, I got one. I got one. I know Ben was talking about rivalries, right? And yeah, yeah. That, that's really important. You know, obviously, like, we have a couple big rivals as well, and it gets really heated. And uh, for those rivalry games, like, do, getting to prepare, I know we – mark that date three weeks in advance yeah. and we knew it was that day and we went out we went to walmart we got giant posters we got 
light up rings because we beat that team in the semi in the finals of well, cif the year before good. that's a good yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna tell my student section to do that i like no, that. It was great. We turn off the lights and we had the they were like light up rings and when they were announcing our team we just turned them on we we're like going wild Ooh, okay. crazy. <laughs> but we we knew that day was coming and we prepared for it i'm just saying what do you guys do for like those rivalry games like do you guys have anything that you do oh special something prepare? special that we do yeah oh that's a great question um so well the Oh, the good part about with the two, because our two biggest rivals, our biggest rival is La Quinta. That's given. Yeah. Xavier's our rival because they're on the same street as us. They're five miles away from us. They're five miles away from us, but they're our rivals in certain in certain sports. I would say that, but I think the the preparation for us is what we do is that well we'll get there three hours before. Normally our game start at seven. We'll probably get there around like I say four four thirty. We would be there because normally we go we go to Alcobar. Obviously you guys probably don't know about Alcobar, but they know about Alcobar. We probably go to Alcobar before or after. Get a little pump. Get some get some food. Get some Philly cheesesteaks in there, and then we head back. We head over. And our ASB does a great job with the posters. They take care of our posters and everything, and they they hang it up. They're there. They're grinding at the same time as us. We get there at the same time. And then we hang up our banner. We do a lot of things. Um, I think for La Quinta, the bigger thing that we did, um, we had a couple signs. Um, some kids also brought some other signs that didn't, weren't the best, but we had signs. We had, um, we had over 20 bags of red and yellow powder that we bought on Amazon. Nice. Um, we had our assistant principal crowd surf. That was a big thing. We, we tried to get it. We put, put a thing on Instagram where it was, um, if this gets to 2,000 likes, we posted it a week before because we're like, there's no shot that we're going to get to 2,000 likes. He thought it was a stretch, and I, I thought it was a stretch too at first, but we had a game that prior week, and it literally by the end of that, I think in two hours, we got 2,000 likes because everyone started spreading the word. He crowd surfed, and that was the most fun. He made a shirt about it. He loves it. Uh, Mr. Mazzei loved that. And so that was the bigger preparation is that we, we would get there normally three hours, two and a half hours. Um, for the Xavier game, we was a whiteout, so we had a bunch of T-shirts. We had 100 T-shirts. First 100 people get a T-shirt. So I think the rivalry games for us, it didn't really mean too much. Just we were probably, we had maybe some, a couple more people, but we did the same thing no matter what the team was each and every game, no matter if it was home, no matter if it was away. I mean, the, the, I mean it was a little harder when we played out in Texas. We played Perry and out in Texas. So that was, that was a little tougher for us to, to get a student section and just to, to set up the way that we wanted to. But we really were in, we kept that same energy each and every game and it paid off. It, it really... It showed no matter what, but I think the rivalry, I just think that they're probably going to bring a student section more. They're probably, and that'll be the fun part about it, but we were still louder at the end of the day. So it didn't really matter. So, yeah. Nice. You know, right. Um, as for me, uh, you know, with our, with our, with our rivalry game, it was, it was a very important game. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the last time we played uh, against it's uh, the, the name is a uh, cathedral. So the last time we played against them, I think it was like in 2010. And since the rivalry was so strong, people would like, you know, get into a, trouble in the parking lot or like they'd run in the court or stuff like that oh yeah we and have that so, same thing i can't talk about it on air but yeah, yeah right yeah, and yeah. so um you know uh after i i think eight years we finally had the game which was last year or two years ago and and we lost and so now you know we have this really good basketball team and everybody's just rooting for us and it was just you know it was just amazing i mean just to be able to like have uh, we we didn't we didn't even play on our stadium just because we couldn't fill it. We had to go to the nearest uh, college and then we had to fill that stadium up. So you best believe we had a whole <laughs> side to ourselves, and then the other side was just you know cathedral people. I mean we had people everywhere. You know the lines were just out of you know the the whole stadium. It went like um, I think around like twice. It went uh, across the street and stuff. It was just it was just um, you know very very powerful moment. Uh, what we did to prepare was, um, you know, ASB, 
put it up on uh i think like a month before it was um you know the game was i think june 4th and we had it up since like december or november and uh you know the parents they came through they brought like food and stuff they brought big posters they brought uh like pictures you know with the banners and stuff and so it was just it was just amazing i mean people were just spreading the word really crazy i mean families you know they would just go i remember i brought my mom my dad my brother my grandma my grandpa like we were all in there and they were all in the student section i'm you know, I'm pretty impressed mm-hmm. that my grandpa held up, uh, <laughs> but it was just, it was just amazing. Uh, you'd get to see like families and stuff. It was just, it was just insane. Yeah, that's, you that's know, um, cool. You know, I know that, uh, I mean, Brandon and, and Andrew, you're, you're basically headed on your way to college. Um, I, I mean, we talked to Edison and I think uh, the leader of the Edison Mass School Coffer mentioned, you know, he's turning to, he had had lunch with those the juniors and said, you guys are taking over and very prideful. Like, I mean, like we mentioned, Andrew, you basically had to revamp that student section. Vanny did the same thing, but um, what did you tell to the new leaders next year? Like here, you guys got the keys of the car, but I mean, take care of this baby. We don't want this to take a step back. I mean, what was the advice you gave them? The best thing, the best thing I've seen is, is, you know, like obviously like being a senior, you want to see how your legacy is going to live on, right? You want to see how it's going to, it's going to work. If it can stand independently. And I think there was one example where I didn't show up, I had, I had to do something in LA and I was driving there and I came back and I, sh- I showed up, you know, like 30 minutes past game time. Right. So I was like, Oh man, I'm late. You know, I'm, I'm going to have to get the, the game ready. And I walk into that stadium expecting it to be empty and it was packed to the limit. And I was so impressed. I was like, man, I could see the juniors, you know, Daniel Lewis, Nicholas McHale, they're all getting, they're getting everyone excited. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. It can stand independently. And I think it's so, it was like a heartwarming you know, moment, you know, because I felt like, wow, this is crazy. This is going to last longer than, than my time here and it's ready to go. Um, so, you know, fortunately we were able to sit down, uh, you know, the advisors, the leadership for next year and we're discussing things. And basically what I told them was make sure to keep the message the same, you know, like I know you guys, the juniors, you understand what, what we want. Don't let anyone else try to come in and, and knock off, you know, our direction because we know which way we want to go with it. I trust you guys. We like, I give you the keys to the car, you know, so don't let anyone else come in and drive it off the, off the road. You want to make sure you go in a straight line and you keep going um, and just make sure it works guys. And I, and I told them that, and I feel like next year I have all the confidence in the world with them and they'll do a great job. I'm sure of it. I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I basically, wait, I'm sorry, what were you saying coach? No, I was just going to say, I mean, if you're really, you know, like, uh, like Manny asked, you know, what are you telling these people for next year is to listen to this episode in particular. And uh, if they can't keep it as hype as you guys are doing, then uh, you can't have the job because you guys are crushing this episode. (laughs) I mean, I I like the episodes where me and Chris barely talk and you guys just basically (laughs) took over here, which I love. You guys guys are on point. Hector, I know Hector's is, isn't a senior, but it seems like he's, he's getting a lot of info and, and partaking in this as well. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. man, you know, 10 years from now, all three of us are going to be up on a sports center broadcast. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have me on the show. Be... Manny and I. Coach, like... Coach it's a given. We're going to get you with a Philly cheesesteak from Alcobar. We're just going to call it a day. You're going to be on the show. And it'll, it'll work out pretty well. So we got you. Nice. You, Manny. I got you. <laughs> if Barstool can't sponsor us, we'll talk to you guys with ESPN. So. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN, all right. It's... But um, I think to add on to what Andrew said, as far as what we told our guys was, well, I basically told them don't mess it up. I I, I was saying that in like the nicest way possible, but I think that they understand what we've done. 
And I think the, the excite they had more of an excitement than I think we did at first because originally when the student section, when we, when I got picked for the student section leader, I got the call back like last May as far as, Hey, we want you to lead it. And at first I was like, they want me to lead this thing. Like I was like, I do not know how I'm doing it. But then I thought about it for a couple of days and I'm like, let's do it. I, I, I have so many ideas. We're going to change it. It's going to be good. And then I had um, Jeremy and Alec at the time were with me. And then Carter and Anthony kind of came on last minute a little bit when they were just helping us out a lot more. And we realized that to have five people in a student section, I know it can seem a lot, but it's hard to do it enough when you have one person. It's really a tough thing as far as managing social media and making sure that they're there because everything lies on you. But to have so many different characters and how many, and all of us are best friends. We've been, we've all known each other since basically freshman year, some of us sixth grade. So to have that type of chemistry, to know what we all want, to have the same mindset was so cool. And literally if one guy couldn't make it, we had four others. And I think that was the cooler part, but I feel like with these new leaders that we have, I, I can't, I can't formally announce yet, but the leaders that we talk to, they all know each other very well. Um, they all work with one another. So it's the same thing that we have, but I think that, they're, they're as loud, if not louder than us. And I think they're going to keep a lot of the same things that we have and hopefully get recognized with the student session report. So I think that that'll be the, that'll be the fun part, but they're excited. They're ready to go. They, I think they just want an excuse to pretty much get out the house and do something. So I feel like they are, um, they're thrilled. And um, I think that that success is going to be huge and hopefully they carry it on. I'm praying they do. I'm praying. Hector, um, I mean, yours is a little different. I mean, you're taking it. You're basically going to be lead. I'm not sure if you are the leader, but you're going to yeah. be part of the, that senior class next year to lead it. Right. And I feel like you guys might take the next step up already because now that you guys just got discovered, now's your opportunity to, 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 to take the spotlight where, you know, this senior class unfortunately missed out because, you know, A, they didn't know us and B, we didn't know them. Um, I mean, was there any advice they told you? And then, I mean, what is it you're going to take next year? Now there's like, all right, let's, let's make something big happen now. Right. Um, that's a good question. I was just thinking about it right now. You know, when Batten was saying like he got chosen to be the leader and he was like, what am I going to do? Um, I feel like now it's a very good time to like, think about what I'm going to do to like, you know, work with, uh, you know, uh, our teachers or families, you know, cause you know, everybody's really supportive. I mean, our school is just like one big family and that's what I love about it. So I probably just, you know, talk to a few teachers, you know, talk to whoever runs ASB and, uh, you know, I'll let them know. It's like, Hey, uh, I'm going to choose five or six leaders because, you know, like uh, I think it was Andrew, the one or Bannon, the one who said, you know, one guy didn't show up, but there were four more. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, we, we just don't want one leader. It's, you know, we could have four or five and, you know, make it as strong as we can. Uh, I mean, we could just have like leaders, influencers, you know, all those type of people and then put on social media and then just get as many people as we can to come through. And uh, I feel like that's the goal. We're definitely going to, I guess, invest more into like uh, the stampede now that we've been uh, very much recognized to uh, think to this podcast. But um, yeah, I, like I said before, I really cannot wait to see what the future holds for the school, but um, I can definitely say that I'm going to try to go to like every single game I can, whether it's volleyball, whether it's football away or home, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to try to do, you know, what, what Bannon did, like get ready the day before and uh, just go all out, you know, and on game day. We're trying to find ways to reflect back on this. Um, I will say this. I mean, I know that we're asking about, you know, the reaction at your school after the podcast. And uh, I mean, 
during your moments this past year, you know, have you gotten any feedback from other student sections? I know when I was down there at the basketball tournament in Palm Springs, I mean, as soon as you left, man, and, you know, I was talking to Coach Rob Hamner, the head coach at, at Rancho Mirage, he coached at Cathedral City for, for 20 years, and he told me, he's like, I wish Rancho Mirage had a student session like the Aztec Army. I mean, so, I mean, there's small school, there, I mean, there's student sections in Orange County that are starting to recognize Fairmont Prep, and, and I feel I'm sure it's the same thing with, with, with the Stampede. Um, I mean, the common crazies talk to us, like, you guys have a good one coming up tomorrow. Um, have you guys gotten any feedback from other schools as far as your performances here? Um, I think that a lot of people have seen the model that we've brought. And I feel like that's what I was talking about earlier is that I feel like a lot of student sections are going to see this now that are passionate and that do care. Cause I think that with how it is out in the Valley, it, it used to really be the birdcage, the Laquinta birdcage really being this force to be reckoned with as far as a student section goes. I can honestly say that they had a great, they had a great student section. And I think that this year they did, but I know those leaders are really good now that are going to be, that are going to be seniors. I know who they chose and I know them personally. And I know that they're very passionate. They're very driven people. So I feel like that's going to be a little force to be reckoned with. And that's another good rivalry thing that I love about Palm Desert. But I think a lot of other student sections, what I've been, I've been talking to you a little bit that they were a little limited as far as what they could and can't do. And with us, our, our, they were just open to a lot of ideas that we had. And, you know, there are those schools that some schools don't really care about having such a big student section. Maybe their band is their biggest thing that they have, or maybe they just don't want that. So I feel like with the Valley itself is that really we, we took it over. I, I just, I stand by that. I would love for anyone to debate me on that if they want to. Like, I, I just think that, and that's not me being cocky. That's just the truth. I mean, we got recognized by you guys. I feel that I can say these things now, but I feel like we got recognized by you guys. Our um, KSQ on news actually recognized us. We had people that we didn't even know come to our games that didn't even go to our school. Like we had people that didn't even go to our school and the Valley's a very small place. So I think that the feedback that I got was they were just impressed. And even when you're talking about Coach Hammer, I mean, obviously his son, Will, um, going to LMU for, film, um, for videos, he is an incredible video guy. And obviously Coach Hammer is a great person. I've gotten to know him as long as pretty much you have, Manny. And yeah. even Rancho Mirage had a decent student section. I went to a couple of their games. They got, they got people. They have a good student section. But I feel like that's going to be a very dark horse, especially out in the Valley. I feel like Rancho Mirage is going to have a decent student section this year. You know, I will say this real quick. Uh, the one, the guy that runs the Xavier Prep student section, I've known since he was, you know, eight years old. I mean, the guy that yeah, runs the Brian train, Wayne yeah. is the one that got me. He's the new, he's the new head boss at Big Baller Brand, but he was yeah. the guy that got me that that gig with with uh, BBB. So it's just a trip that you know that the desert. There's so many people and so many connections I have with the adults, and then people like you and, and Will Hamner and and uh, and Matt Moreno. So um, yeah, it's a trip. Yeah. Even, even a little shout out to Xavier too. I, I, I know Matt really well. And I, even before the, um, kind of the beginning of the year, they were the first people actually contacted telling them about our student section, what we were planning on doing. And I know that with Xavier, it's a little tougher for them to get certain ideas out, but I, those guys are as driven as I am. It's just, they're restricted to a lot of things. And that's my opinion on that. I, I think that they are a little restricted on certain things, but that's not their fault. I just know that they're passionate and they, they can come up with the next, obviously you can have a plan A, plan B, plan C. They, they got it all the way down to Z. So I, I think that Matt, Matt did a good job. I think that Xavier prep was fun. Even the basketball game that you went to, Manny, that was fun. Like that was for the crowd that we had on top of having boys soccer, boys, girls soccer, 
uh, girls basketball, the fact we were able to drive that many people and had this little back and forth. I mean, if you went volleyball, it would have been a completely different story. That, that was crazy going at Xavier and especially at our place. Like that was fun to begin with. Like that was just Matt, Matt and I having a good time with our people and just really keeping it back and forth. And it was fun. It was, it was a good time. You know, I will say this real quick. Um, sorry, Andrew and Hector. Um, you know, I, I, if anything, I mean, I, sh- I should have told Matt, you know, you have a small – Xavier Prep's a small school. And so very, I should have told him, you know, very. contact Andrew and, and, and talk about <laughs> their mom prep because, yeah, they're, they're called the Vatican, which, by the way, probably the coolest name for a student statue. It's but, tight. Yeah, Vatican, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, that would have been perfect for him. He didn't know I was the student section guy. He knew of the website, and then he saw me, and then he put one on one. And then his dad was at the game, and his dad's like, what the heck are you doing here? And then he had to figure that out, too. So, uh, anyway, fun little story. Uh, sorry, Andrew, go ahead. No, I say, Ben, bro, I love that attitude, man. That attitude. Thank you. Like, I appreciate you know that. I, I've, been, I've, I've hey, had wanna... the same since I was born, so I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, bro, just say, you know what? You want to come challenge me? I'll see you on the court, bro. I'll see you guys on the stadium. That's being made. I know I get I'm representing Fonda's or high school, but I'm also trying to drive these other student section leaders. I'm serious about that. I want to drive these other yeah, student no, section leaders. That is and so it goes to that. It just goes to that. I think yeah, that no, it, saw. I love that, bro. I love that. And see something like, I feel like if our two teams were to come against each other, it'd be like that kind of that drive, that camaraderie where we go to halftime, we'd shake each other's hands. I know we did that with, with the leaders of the Edison mess. And uh, I was over to shake, um, shake their hands over at halftime. We talk and we exchange ideas. So in terms of recognition, I feel like, you know, Edison gave us a props to how, how our, our guys are doing it. And the other thing was uh Kappa, uh, I know for the CIF playoffs games, the, assistant coach from uh, Capistrano came over and was like, you know what? They, they told their school to come in that we weren't that loud to, yeah. that, to drown us out. Oh, same here. Oh my gosh. If yeah. I could tell and you. I remember that he actually posted that. He posted a video. I remember the coach Hamakashi from Capo. He came over and he, he was like, you know, guys sell out Fairmont's gym, you know, let's crush these guys. And they brought in like 150 people, 200 people. And we still came out on top and we were way louder than they were. So I feel we, like we've had 33, like, we've had 30. I know for our first game of the season, when we, I'm not going to say the school, but our first game football game of the year, we had 50 kids come and it was probably an hour drive. And I was expecting a lot from their student section, but we took it over. We, yeah, I, I know there's been, there's even rivalry week, uh, how crazy that was. There were parents from their other school saying a lot, saying a lot that the birdcage is going to come out, that we're going to be, it's going to be tough for us. Like, it's going to end here. Like, and it was packed. It was packed, but we were much louder. I think that's Yeah. No, basically what I'm saying with this is that this kind of competition is what drives us, right? Like, this is something that's important for us. And people are afraid of that. People yeah. are incredibly exactly. afraid of that and don't want to speak their mind towards those certain issues. But I can say in, a, in the cleanest school way possible, I would love for any school section next year. I'm serious about that. I'm putting a lot of pressure on my guys. I feel bad for that. <laughs> but seriously, I would like any student section that would wants to go and do it back and forth to have make the make the atmosphere exciting and not one sided. Like that's like that's all you want when you're in a student section. You kidding me? That's all you want. You want to have that back and forth, like the loudness. And then at the end of the day, you can go to in and out. You can go to in and out after the game. Like do your thing. I don't care. You go to in and out after the game. Yeah, no, you can just have like- it back and forth. It's fine. Like you said, like have that back and forth, but you know, like halftime, you go over there, you guys talk and exchange ideas. Yeah. Have that. It's like civility, but it's also intense because you make yeah. the atmosphere exciting. Because we haven't had anything. I mean, I don't know for you two. Do you guys have anything that get out of any student section games that you could talk about in a, in a good way that went out of control? Like, yeah, obviously, you were talking uh, about stuff in the parking lot. You were talking about stuff in the parking lot, but I'm saying, like, was there any other times that you guys? Yeah, there's had? a couple of my note. Like I said, that capital game, man. 
Whoa. Everyone was so upset. Uh, everyone was mad with that motivation that, that came out. I, so many people came out for the Capital game. And when we won, we won by like three points. And at the very end, like the guy, the guy from Capital came and shot a three from the baseline and our guy stuffed him to, as, a butter, as the buzzer beater. And we rushed the <laughs> stage and they, uh, they were over to the left side, you know, where the Capo, yeah, the yeah, Capo yeah. crowd was. And we were over there and everyone was like yelling back and forth. I was like, oh, geez, like we're getting way too close. Because it goes say. to you. It goes to you at the end of the day. Yeah, I was like, like, I don't want anyone to go out and yeah. start <laughs> uh, That was kind of, that was tough. I was a little nervous, but it, it was fine. Uh, but that was like a cool recognition. I feel like Kaplan knows who we are and Edison obviously knows who we and are. And I know how it is in Orange County, Los Angeles. I, I seriously give you guys more of the props than out here in Inland Empire, truthfully. Like, I give you guys more props than anything compared to our student section because I know the amount of student sections and the amount of schools out in Orange County and LA. It can get crazy. I mean, you were talking it's about tough. Capo, Edison. Um, I mean, yeah, I even know LA. I mean, like, LA, there's a lot as well. I mean, you even talk about some of these bigger schools. I mean, well, I know Servite's in An- Anaheim. I know you have yeah, them on fire. Servite's, Servite's a huge – shout out Servite, man. Seriously, they are a great student section. They're a great student no, section. Servite's like a block away from our school. Also, like, also going to say, this is, they're good. I, seriously, like, I went to one of their games, and I've seen their stuff they post on Twitter. And I think they are the funniest – they're the funniest student section I've probably yeah, seen. Yeah. I, I'm serious about that. Yeah, but no, I feel like for it. you guys, I gave you more props because you guys have it harder – because you are in these bigger and East LA, LA, Orange County, like for Inland Empire, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we can get people. Like it's not a problem, but Orange County's the rivalries out there. I would love to have that atmosphere. I would love that. But you yeah. guys, you guys step it up and you guys make it big out there. So props to your, your school. Seriously. Like I know about Fairmont. I know about Stampede. Like seriously, like I, I do my research. I check on y'all for real. <laughs> so I feel like that is, I give you guys more props than I get. I, I'm serious about that. Like respect to your schools. Serious. Nice, you know, um, and you're bringing me back down to memory lane, which is years, years, years ago. But yeah, our student section game was more of what Bannon mentioned was, you know, dude, we'll just go down to the parking lot. If we can't meet at the parking lot, we'll go to the in and out parking lot down the street. And we'll, we'll go. <laughs> and now looking back, it's like I was part of that. And now I'm running this whole podcast and student section game. So it's just kind of a trip that went from like violent to like, all right, let's, let's show our school spirit. <laughs> yeah, let's show the school um, spirit. Yeah, man. Not your, um, I know, like, yeah, go. for those big rivalry games, you know, those meetings in the parking lot, it's like, oh, man, what are we doing? <laughs> I can't disclose that. We never really had – we never had any of those, of course, according to Desert Sands Unified School District. We never had any of those, so I can't – I cannot comment if we had anything. We never had anything crazy. We never, like yeah, that. we never had – We were classier than that. We never had anything like that. I think it was a lot more – I can't say that we really did. I think the flag game was probably just the craziest because it's the flag game and everyone's going to talk. But really, other than that, I mean, our, just, our football team was really good. So I think that was more – with the football players itself and maybe the athletes, not really us, which was good. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want anything like that because then I'm going to get pulled in the principal's office as well as my other leaders and we're going to be in trouble. But that never happened. Never happened. I promise you that. I promise that. You know, th- this, by the way, this was before, this was like right when camera phones just existed and the social media game was just MySpace. Um, so we, <laughs> yeah. I think that's why you can get away with it back then. Now you can't. But, um, you know, Hector, you're, you're, we were talking to, to both the seniors about, um, the, uh, well, I already forgot the question because it seems like you guys have been flown like crazy. So I'm like, what? <laughs> Actually, well, I got one if, if it's okay with you, Manny. I want to talk about, you know, like freshman legacy, you know, like, because I remember when I was a freshman, you know, our school it was like pure academics, like academics, you know, we had 
girls basketball, but that's about it in terms of sports. And, and, and everyone was really focused on, you know, just doing well in school and maybe they could hang out on the weekends or something. Right. But, you know, coming in and this leadership position, you know, my junior year and creating this loud crowd is what I've noticed is the best way to target like get growth is to target the youngest kids, bro. The freshmen, getting the freshmen involved, yes. they can, they start high school and they immediately yes. know what's up. They have the intent, the, the, their mental, uh, their mentality of what they have and what they bring starts from, oh, we see what you guys have. We're going to make it better by the time you guys leave. Yeah. And that's something that I didn't get, you know, like when we started, it was just, it was just me and my, and my, my group. And we didn't really know what we were doing, but now that we have these freshmen and we're talking to the freshmen and we're basically encouraging them the most to come out to these games, we can see that, you know, in four years when they're seniors, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. It's going to be so much better. Okay. Even to add on to that, that's a great point you made. Cause my, with our student section, my freshman year wasn't that good. Sophomore year honestly was not that good. Our junior year was a stepping stone. But then now this year, we obviously took it over. But I, I remember I was never really even in the student section my freshman year to come to think of it. And I think I can, a lot of people could agree with that just because it just wasn't that hype. It wasn't a known thing. It wasn't that well, like we, people weren't well aware of it. But yeah, really the class of 2022 and 20, uh, class of 2023, really, they are the biggest part. I, I am so serious about that. Every, every student made a big difference. And I, I appreciate, I love each and every student that went to a game, checked us out on social media, but I'm telling you, our sophomore class and our freshman class, oh, my gosh, they are the craziest people. They're, they're louder than me. They make me look soft. Like, I'm serious. Like, they are the loudest kids that are there. And, you know, obviously, I think you guys can understand, obviously, social hierarchy, the seniors, obviously, in the front, the juniors. Like, you get, it gets lower and lower. But with the student section, that never was the case. Like, it, it really wasn't. I mean, you may have the seniors in the front a little bit, but then you would also have the freshmen in there. You'd have the sophomores in there. Like they weren't afraid. And if I was a freshman trying to be front row in a student section, I would, I don't know how that would work out. I think I'd be too scared to do that. But this thing of how inclusive that you make a student section really pays off and to get the younger kids. Cause then that builds on, like we have hype coming into next year and we have all these kids that are excited. I, 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 there's so many people that are like, we're going to miss you guys so much. And I'm like, you're going to miss us, but you guys are going to take it over and make it better. So that's all that matters. But yeah, the freshman legacy, I'm telling any student section listening, the biggest key to me, and you guys can maybe say your keys if you want, to get freshmen and sophomores involved is a little tougher of a challenge than what people think. And that's what everyone says. It's such a tough challenge, but really it's not. If you can, if you can get those people involved, I swear everyone else in that school will, because then they'll see it. They look up to you. The seniors, we get the big old speech that we're the mentors, but everyone looks up to us and that was the thing. The freshmen looked up to us and they saw what our student section was doing and they were in the front row. They were having the time of their lives, something that they're never going to forget. Yeah, no. Hector, um, exactly. yeah, we're talking about, you know, I mean, you're going to be the one, one of the leaders next year, but was that the same thing with you guys? I mean, what was the, uh, the, the plan this year as far as the underclassmen? Yeah, um, no, I mean, like for me, you know, like uh, Andrew and Bannon are talking about my freshman year, I, I mean, even my sophomore year, I kind of wasn't really involved just because it was really, you know, something I was kind of afraid of, like being in the front or maybe just, you know, getting squished by like everybody that was bigger than me. But um, I feel like, you know, they're, they're like 100% right. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm going to make it, you know, I'm going to make it like my main goal for this year. It's just to try to influence the freshmen and the sophomores uh, just to come out and like experience the games. I mean, you know, maybe uh, I, I say like, you know, the, the best approach probably wouldn't be to like have them, you know, right in the front like their first time. But, you know, definitely start to, like, uh, bring them in, you know, slowly by slowly until, like, they 
you know, get to the point where they really enjoy it. Because I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's something that's crazy. It's something that really everybody likes, you could say, but they don't know they like it until you're there. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's like, because it's something that makes you scared. You know, you think about it. It's like, oh, I don't want to get squished. Maybe they'll step on my new shoes or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, once you get there and once you, you're chanting and you're cheering and, and you're, you know, with your homies, with your friends, it's like, you kind of forget about everything else. And then all your energy is just put into that. And it's, uh, you know, I guess uh, an escape for like many, you know, freshmen, you could say, because, you know, they're, they're new, they don't really know anybody, but you know, what better experience uh, what better welcoming experience to have than just to be part of something like that? You know, um, we're, 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 we're way out of time, but uh, that's fine. We don't have, it's not like we're on a, on a radio and we have to leave at a certain time. So, uh, uh, Andrew Bannon, you guys were already on earlier and you mentioned your food spots. I think it was Paul Place next to Fremont Prep and obviously Alcabar. Uh, Hector, you know, when we had the Sacred Heart Comic Crazies on, I think they, they mentioned a couple Mexican food spots. And I'm thinking they mentioned Philippines as well, um, which is near the uh, Dodger Stadium. We're not right. talking about like uh, Denny's or Raising Cane's or, you know, Chick-fil-A. We're talking about mom and pop spots. Was there a pop, mom and pop spot near, uh, near you guys that you guys went to as your go-to spot? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we, uh, we have like these cooks in the, in the, you know, so like I'm, you know, going back to it. We're a more uh, Mexican and Latino based school. So we have our own, you know, grandmother's cooking for us and stuff so we have we have you know our 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 main food source you know we call them pablita because you know that's that's like you know they're like our grandmothers and they feed us and stuff but uh there's a pioneer chicken i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's oh pioneer chicken man yeah it's it's really good it's like right you know you can, it's like two minutes walking distance it's right across you know in the in the corner of the same street as us so after a game we either go to Pioneer Chicken or there's like a uh, taco truck, you know, across the street. But uh, Pioneer Chicken definitely takes it. It's just really good. And it's a very good um, post stampede meal. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah Pioneer, Pioneer Chicken is like the shizzle dizzle. Like, I, I can't even talk to them. Yeah. It's like everybody knows KFC for like the breading. But Pioneer's got like its own breading on the on the chicken. And the chicken's got like a seasoning on the inside it's really good right yeah no and it's it's just like perfect you know you get out of the game you're like tired you're hungry and you just want to you just want to have chicken i mean it's just it's perfect yeah it's one it, it's super famous because like um out here in la uh you know all the other chicken places are they're from somewhere else back east but pioneer chicken is specifically from like the echo park area i mean you know, they were really huge, you know, uh, back in the day, but now they've, you know, kind of like dwindled down a little bit, but right. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, Pioneer Chicken's great. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of chicken, so I'm going to have to try it out, but, uh, yeah, for sure. Just, anything, you guys are sticking to your, to your go-to food spots. Easily. Sure. Paul's place. That's the way to go. I'm, I'm telling go. you, Alcabar is literally my what is basically my senior year, my second home at this point because I just <laughs> go pretty much every single day. I'm serious, but I, 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 Alcabar just stays. I think that after the games, even before, we just get like on a Friday after school. For those that don't have cars, would walk to Alcabar because that's how close it was, and it's a good point three mile walk, point four mile walk. 
but it's literally right down the street and they have the best cooks, best food, like seriously, like it's just, you can get anything you want. And I mean, we became such good friends with the cooks and everything. I mean, a funnier story, just, just wrapping it up real quickly. Um, I know the, I know the owner Kern at uh, Alcabar and I, I played fantasy football with him in my radio league where, where I did radio. And um, there's this like, you guys obviously know that Bang Energy drink. I think you guys know what Bang Energy drink is and um, superior to all seniors. And um, basically they had this cardboard cutout and it was out in the front and I've been there so many times. I was like, Kern, what are you going to do with that cardboard cutout? He's like, I don't know, get rid of it. I was like, I'll, I'll take it from you. And he gave me a week. He's like, give me a week. And literally the next week they were like, you can keep it. So I, I don't have it on me right now. My mom made me get rid of it. But other than that, it's literally like, that's how cool they were. It's sort of like they understand the loyalty of customers. And it's a big part, especially out in Palm Desert. Anyone from Palm Desert knows where it's at. And they always go there. Get the Philly cheese, take it, anything you want, pretty much. Coach, uh, yours is DWs. So you're sticking with that, right? Oh, yeah, man. I, I mean, if we're talking just like home, homegrown, definitely D-dubs, dude. Like, you can't be D-dubs. I mean. <laughs> only, if you went to, only if you went to Alcobar that one time, Manny. I know you were hitting traffic, so I understand. But you did make that three-hour drive, so I still give you that credit. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, blame, I'll blame the 10 freeway on that one, so. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, like, I, I would say, like, uh, the substation here in Riverside's a close second. Um but yeah, D Dubs. I mean, yeah, you you got to get the club, Turkey Club. I mean, they they have this like secret sauce to the bacon, and they have a secret like Italian pesto sauce that they put on the subs. Uh, I mean, their tomatoes are like thinly sliced. It's so good. Like, yeah, it's like I can't even describe it. The avocado spread. Uh, just stop it right now. Yeah, you gotta get us hungry at this point. I mean, coach. I yeah, yeah. You getting ready for lunch? You know, I could hear the. the yeah, I know it. We're like, I feel like chicken. I feel like going to Pioneer. I, I know that. I mean, basically, chicken places other than KFC. I know the nearest Chick Fil A for me is like an hour and a half. So I might as well take that drive at this. <laughs> yeah. Point. So check this out. I, I mean, uh, I was looking at Pioneer. They uh, got bought out by Popeyes, which is owned by AFC, and uh, there's only two Pioneer locations left. Um, it's on Soto Street, and then one's on Florence Avenue. That's it. So, Soto Street. That's it. That's it. Go to that oh, one. It's, it's amazing. We're all going on a road trip. We'll it's amazing. Call it. We'll, call it. we'll go in our separate cars, call it a day. We'll just go I'll meet you guys there. I'll meet you guys there. Easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the only reason why I know Pioneer Chick is when I first moved to Los Angeles uh, in the early 90s, 91, uh, I was always big on Chick-fil-A and KFC and stuff like that. I love chicken. And then, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Pioneer, because they were actually Pioneers, like, uh, been in a lot of different movies, like L.A., like, you know, movies. So when you're not living in Southern California, you watch movies like Die Hard and, you know, Lethal Weapons and all those ones. You're just like, oh, man, it wouldn't be so cool to live in Southern California. And then when you actually live out here, uh, you're like, oh, snap, there's Pioneer Chicken right there. But, yeah, I got bought out. They had, like, 270 locations here in Southern California, and over the years after they got bought out, uh, the Popeyes changed them over uh, to them, and then the two locations are the one on Soto and Florence. Say less. Say less. <laughs> Before we leave, I'll give you mine, and I got three of them. Orange, where I'm trying to move back now, uh, Sammy's Pancake House, they got chicken and waffles there to die for, and then they got Pink's Hot Dogs in Hollywood, and then you got Cantor's Deli, not too far away from Pink's uh, I'll just throw those in there. I forgot. Like I never really mentioned my spots, but um, anyway, guys, I'm hungry, so uh, uh we'll let this go. <laughs> um, guys, thanks for being on, Andrew Bannon. Uh, best of luck at UCLA and Arizona State, and uh, you, you know we're gonna be thanks, doing an man. alumni. Show. We're gonna be doing an alumni show in a couple weeks with like four college kids that were used used to be high school student section leaders. So maybe we'll have you guys on for that next year. 
Perfect. Um, I love that. Hey, man, you never know. Next year, we might be coming back for one, for like a special game or something, for a rivalry game. Easily. I mean, the flag game, I may have to pop up to. Maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah. I may make that drive. Worst case, I'll probably be in the desert again, Bannon, so we'll have to keep in touch there. We'll get Um, my people with your people, Manny. We'll make it happen. Of course. Hector, uh, I'm sure we're going to try to talk to the the Stampede uh, at some point this next school year, so we'll probably talk to you soon. So uh, thanks for being on, uh, guys, and, and, and take care. Be safe. Great. Thanks for having us. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Yolm from the Student Section Reports. Hey, you want to be sponsored? We have tons of space and availability for you to put your business, your group, your organization, school district uh, up here to let everyone know about you. Uh, We are looking for sponsors here on the Student Section Reports, and uh, this space that I'm speaking now could be yours. So please, if you are interested in putting out we are looking for sponsors. Here at the Student Section Report, we want to make sure that not only do we take care of our students and all the opportunities that we can provide for them, but you can help as well. So please sponsor the Student Section Report, and we will see you on the sidelines. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Student Section Report podcast, episode 24. Manny, is your host, Coach Chris Hume, we're co-host, uh, Coach, uh, we took a break with our vocals in our last segment. It seems like uh, Bannon and Andrew kind of took over. Hector tried to chime in there. Um, yeah. We'll get to them in a moment, though, because um, we want to get, uh, you know, our announcers. And basically the same thing. You know, I was hoping that uh, Tim Bruntledge, the voice of the Surveying Friars, and Bob Ruddy, the voice of the Elementary Vanguards, uh, would, ch- would go back and forth. And they did just that. And, and they shared some great stories and, and knowledge with us. Yeah, I think uh, you can tell. I, I think it's kind of like a, a fraternity uh, of people that, you know, come together. Uh, you could tell that they knew each other. They're really good friends. So for our first, you know, segment of, uh, of having that or our first session of having the public speaker uh, um, come on, that was, that was pretty awesome, especially to get their perspective. I, I know you've announced, I've announced, and to, to hear, you know, all the little nuances that go into – the behind the scenes portion of not just hearing the voice and thinking that's all that's there, but, you know, having to know, you know, rosters and conversation you have with coaches and, uh, and officials, umpires, you know, making sure that, you know, you have everything set in the booth or, you know, on the court is, it was really kind of cool. And just to hear these little side stories too, because uh, you know them very well. So uh, to hear these little stories just over the years is, was quite entertaining. Very much so. And, uh, there was one story, the, the game I had to fill in for Bob, um, you know, his, his sideline crew was there and uh, they said, oh, well, this is how Bob says when he says first down, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to steal Bob's line. That's Bob's line. You know, um, I just had to come up with one on the fly, you know, uh, one different from the one I can't, because the Canyon, he had the, the, uh, the super fan, the, the adult yell first down and we collaborated, but um he does a starting lineup different than me. And I went down and talked to Coach Razanek. He's like, oh, here's our starting line. I'm like, I don't do starting lineups because it just takes forever. And I just kind of mentioned the names as we go along. Um, and it kind of gave him this weird look because it's – that's cool. That, I mean, they're familiar with, with how he does the flow, and I had to do it differently because I just didn't want to copy him. You know, there's only one Bob Ruddy. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, you know, super cool. And that's one of many we're going to have this summer. Um, and we'll mention who's going to be on next week. Um, yeah, but, you know, if, if our voices were gone, I mean, people probably thought our voices were gone in the second segment. That's not the case. Just we let Andrew and Bannon go, go after it, and poor Hector, he, he chimed in, but, uh, but he, he, it's his first time on the show. We're going to hear a lot from him next year. But um, 
man, what a segment. Yeah, I, I think uh, that was that type of intensity uh, was what we were looking for earlier in the season when we had our rivalry series. Mm-hmm. So for everybody that's listening to the show, uh, or if you get invited on in the future, uh, we need that to be the bar. That was just – that's the benchmark right there as far as what we're looking for for you as commentary. But, uh, yeah, man, they went at it. Uh, I know Hector tried to get in there, but Andrew and Bannon just – I mean, they sounded – man, it, like, seriously, uh, back in the day, like Chris Berman, Stuart Scott, you know, great <laughs> Wingo, just – all these guys, just uh, Rich Eisen. I mean, like, holy mackerel! They, I mean, these are these are seniors graduating high school, and they held it. I mean, I can't even. That's that's an uttermost compliment to you. Yeah, and uh, and hopefully Hector uh, has some notes, and and the, the Stampede has notes for next year as Hector leads that student section. Um, I already know they're a good student section, but if they take that, I mean, they're going to be basically what St. Anthony's Saints pit was, you know, unranked one year and then the student section of the year for LA and basketball. Um, so we're, we're hoping big things from them, but yeah, man, they, we went way over on that one. I didn't want it to end just because they were interacting back and forth. We never had a chance to say a question. No, I know. I know. I'm usually, you know, like um, as far as like organizing a show and production production factor and, you know, Obviously, we want to have entertaining stuff for, you know, our listeners and us with our growing audience. And, you know, a lot of times you fear, like, oh, you know, if it goes too long, people get disinterested. But like you said, man, they just kept going. You're just like, oh, wow, and pop, 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 pop. It was entertaining. It was great. Yeah, it was. And, uh, and I mean, if you, it, I'm not, we're not going to recap any longer if you want to really hear. I mean, I'd say listen to that segment on the loop. Uh, talks about memories and basically just some advice. Uh, from, you know, two student sections that are very unknown and blew up this year. It's just, uh, the Stampede was unknown only because we didn't recognize them. Had they been recognized, they probably would have got the recognition they deserve from the get-go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's there's some student sections that are trying to figure it out. Just take their advice. I mean, those two those two kids uh, worked their tails off. Uh, we might have another one who did that, Cole Coffer, on next week. We'll see. Um, next week, we start our second uh, part of our summer series of public address announcers. Mitchell Siegel, for the fourth time, will be on the uh, Student Sexual Report podcast. He is the uh, current voice of Canyon Baseball. Um, we're going to have him on. We're trying to get another uh, announcer, uh, potentially Mark Clinton, who used to be the voice of the Eldorado Golden Hawks. He's currently, uh, I believe, the voice of the Marietta Mesa. Um, I, forgot, I forgot their actual mascot because I've always called them, you know, the green screen or, uh, or the, uh, the beast. I believe it's um, – must not Mustangs. Um, Rams. The Demerit makes the Rams. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We're have, yeah. The Rams, have him on. They have a big horn on their logo. I always remember that. Yeah, I'd see, I I always know him as Beast and, and recently Green Screen. But uh, yeah, the, the voice of the Demerit makes the Rams. Uh, Mark Clinton. He used to announce uh, single A games, I believe, either for Rancho Cook among the Quakes or the uh, Illinois Empire Sixty Sixers. But uh. Anyway, he'll, he'll probably be on. He's another guy I looked up to in, in this profession. Um, and then, you know, we're trying to get, you know, Daniel Tom to join in with uh, Corey, as we call him, Swaggy, uh, swaggy People. We're having uh, te- literally technical issues. Um, but hopefully we can get Swaggy P on. He's, he's, he's an amazing voice in the L.A. area. Um, there's other announcers there, too, that, that we're going to share. Michael Gross, who announces for Olympian in San Diego. And, and, and we'll uh, to mark, network ourselves to get more guys around SoCal. Um, 
as far as this, our second and final salute to the seniors class of 2020, we have uh, confirmed the St. Augustine Saints Pit will be there, as well as the St. Anthony Saints Pit will be there. So two Saints Pits enter, one Saints Pit leave. We'll let them battle right there. Um, and then I believe we have somebody from the Marriott and Mesa Bronco Bleacher Creatures on as well. And uh, we're confirming either Villa Park uh, Blue Crew, Nathan Fom, or we go with the Edison Mess and, and Cole Coffin. We'll find out. Um, but I'll be that for a set salute to 2020 as we move on to the class of 2021 and, and, and 22, 23, and 24. Um, we are going to do another one in two weeks where we are bringing back alumni. We got, uh, I believe, the students, a member of the student, uh, a former member of the Los Al Locos. Uh, we got a former member of the Etiwanda Red Zone. Uh, possibly my niece who ran the El Medina uh, Rowdy Rooters, and we'll try to get one more from San Diego um, or, or, you know, uh, or L.A. But, um, yeah, guys, that's our show. Uh, as, as we said before, uh, before the show started, guys, studentsectionreport.com, that's our new website. Uh, we're covering California, Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, uh, follow us on social media, student sec rep, that's S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S-E-C-T-R-E-P. That's uh, all lower caps on Instagram. And then obviously, you know, capital S on student and then capital S on sec, capital R on rep, student sec rep. That's on Twitter. Um, and then Facebook, we're trying to fix right now. Uh, Facebook's being stubborn on us trying to change the name. So uh, keep going on SoCal student sections on Facebook. That's going to change hopefully soon. Follow me on Twitter, malvarez02, M-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-02. Follow me on Instagram, MannyA2, M-A-N-N-Y-A2. Um, Coach, I know yeah, you've been very busy with, with, with test taking. I know you were in San Diego recently. Where do they follow you to see uh, where on earth is Chris Yolman? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, same handle, at Coach Yolm, C-O-A-C-H-H-U-L-M-E. And then on Instagram, at coach.hulme, C-O-A-C-H dot H-U-L-M-E. I know it's been crazy busy. Uh, you know, people think like, oh, COVID, you stay home. And, oh, man, you know, family, four kids. And, you know, you got your living mother-in-law that lives with you. And you got, like, you know, things opening up. And the wife works. It's, it's crazy busy. So uh, I know you've been very, very busy, Manny. And uh, we went right into the show earlier. But you know, prayers to you and your family. I know it's a very hard time for you. And, uh, you know, we texted yesterday on the phone and, uh, man, like you're super brave. Uh, like you said, your dad's, you know, favorite quote from queen, the show must go on. And I was like, wow, you know, should we cancel the show today? And no, you kept to it. So, uh, I wish you nothing but love and prayers for, for you and Gabe and, and, uh, your mom. And, uh, I was feeling for you. I was talking to my family last night about, about you. So, uh, I know that, um, I, I have no words. Just, I'm sorry, man. I just, if you need anything, let me know. Absolutely. And, and to everyone that, uh, I haven't posted on Instagram. I'm sure the second I do, it's, it's going to just be flooded with messages. Um, I posted on my personal Facebook uh, page and, and people who I've connected through with your student section. I know, um, Tammy, Ms. S, the, the activities director, Los Talamios just messaged me. Uh, Villa Park has messaged me. Um, and obviously my Twitter is right now flooded with messages and, and retweets and all that um, of, of condolences. And, and I want to thank you guys. I know that's going to not end for a while. I think people are going to still uh, send our condolences and we appreciate that. Um, uh, if, if you missed the, the first part of the, of the show, you know, uh, 
for a few weeks, my dad's been battling with COVID, uh, COVID-19. Uh, 82 years old, he was already battling uh, with cancer. He was gonna have surgery. And unfortunately, surgery got canceled because of this and it just didn't get any better. And unfortunately, uh, we, we took him off the ventilator um, and let him, let him go, go in peace as uh, we found out there was nothing really we could do um, a couple days ago. Uh, we said goodbye to him over webcam, couldn't do it in person because of my dad having COVID-19. Um, and that was tough. And uh, he went away peacefully yesterday at 7.04 p.m. And uh, he's, you know, in the arms of, of his mom, you know, and I'm sure his dad is, is you know, being hard on him like he always was because his dad was, was super old school. Um, but showing that tough love. Um, yeah, it's been very tough for, for our family. And, and right now we're going through through the whole process. And that's that's just as tough. Just thinking, uh, wow, we're really doing this right now. Um, preparing for, for memorial services and a funeral and, and uh, figuring out where to put my dad's ashes uh, as far as, you know, uh, a square at a cemetery. But anyway, um, yeah, just keep, if, if, if you've been praying for my, for my father, please keep doing that for, for him as he, as he goes upstairs in peace um, and, and for my family as we go through the grieving process right now. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate that, guys. Um, we'll end it right there. Um, but guys, keep following us, keep listening to us. And uh, again, we're going to have four more seniors on next week. We'll have uh, our public address announcers on next week. And uh, guys, uh, I mean it so much. Please be safe. You know, you never know. It might be you. Um, this isn't a, uh, something to play around with. Um, I, I don't wish this on, my, on, my, on any of my enemies uh, as far as, you know, losing a loved one and not being able to be there with him to say goodbye or just be there for comfort. Um, so uh, yeah, just please be very careful, uh, especially with with your older older relatives or loved ones. Um, but anyway, guys, um, love you guys. Take care, and and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. All right, take care, everyone.